entertained? Are you not entertained? I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight are my wingmen. Cousin Wayne. Matt. Marshall. And I'm Chase. Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, so we can get a little savage um, sometimes. Uh, You're we, real fucking savage. <laughs> we can get out of control Moves. with our humor, so <laughs> you've, you've been warned. Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched any of the movies in tonight's verses and you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. And if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is AV's fight club of sorts, where we put two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. We use Versus to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre director's achievements by forming a list of categories, and the various category winners are awarded golden idols, and the film with the most golden idols wins. Pretty simple shit. Wouldn't you say, Cousin Wayne? I would say it's very fucking simple. <laughs> but I'm sure some people will have questions. They are always... What did he just say? There's always <laughs> some people out there that do that, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like in Pantheon, I just know, like, well, hey, how come nobody's nominated this yet? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, how come no one's uh, nominated Robot Jock? From well, it's, it's my favorite fucking movie. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't fucking read, that's well, because why. because <laughs> Pantheon is... <laughs> it's the house of the gods. It's the house it's of the, the gods. gods. Uh, but before we get into tonight's verses, I have just a few announcements. Uh, we have a great verses coming up for you guys. Casablanca versus Citizen Kane, which is the best black and white film ever made, or at least within this versus. Um, should be an interesting versus uh, right after the Oscars is when we're going to try to get that up. Maybe a 10th or 11th, you know, so maybe a week after the Oscars. I think it's a great time for that versus. Um, I can't wait to get that conversation in the can and out to video land. So keep an eye out for that um, episode on iTunes um, or SoundCloud. Um, also, we had a John Cazell marathon in the works, but it doesn't look like the, we're going to get to that. Um, just some bullshit behind the scenes. You know, that's fine. I think that would have came down between Godfather 1 and 2, really. It probably would have. Just... Dog Day Afternoon's <laughs> yeah. a big one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, think, See, I, I haven't seen that right. one, so I can't say I think it, you're right, though. I think it probably would have came down to Godfather 1 versus yeah. 2. So, I mean... I watched the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the conversation, but I, I can see it uh, not taking as many awards, obviously, yeah, than Godfather 1 and 2. Um, so keep an eye out for, um, for that to change, possibly. I'd like to, to get back to that. If we don't look up John Cazale, this guy, what did he? He won like um, every movie he was in was nominated for right. Best Picture. Coincidence or just one lucky motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just worked with the best His guys. Agent then, is the tops. Yeah, and then he died uh, a little too soon. So I, w- I really want people to know who John Cazale is. So if we don't get back to that marathon, check him out. Um, and then last announcement: Back to the Future, Marshall Wade. You want to talk about that? What happened? No, it won. Like it, it was supposed to. Into <laughs> <laughs> the fucking conversation. Into the conversation. Got very heated for a while. Yeah. yeah. It was nominated for Pantheon. It received 8 out of 11 votes. So yeah, it kicks some ass. Um, people really connected with Back to the Future. Um, what did you vote for, Chase? Did you uh, vote in the poll? I think I voted it down. 
But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just because uh, it was There's a little. There's a door. Maggie Marshall. My time. I yeah. think. Uh, I think a lot of the people that have real heavy nostalgia for it. Um, I, I just not don't fall in that camp. But it's it's a fun movie. I don't yeah, know. that's from my time, and I didn't even fall in that camp. What about you, cousin Wayne? Uh, I had a. It was so hard for me. I almost said no to it. Yeah. I, I literally when I when I did my review, I had two different reviews written. Uh, one of them saying yes, the other one saying no, and I just. So hard for me to get over the ending of that, how they didn't recognize Marty, you know. Uh-huh. And what I so I rewatched it and I rewatched it and I thought, you know, there's just so much great stuff going for this and how iconic it is. So I, it was a thin yes. But you I were afraid yes. of, of just getting your ass beat if you said if you said no. <laughs> that's part of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was scared online. That's what it was. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was still one of my favorite movies growing up. But just breaking it down like you did, I did in my review, it was clear that it was strong in so many categories. Uh-huh. I could not vote anything but pantheon right on and we obviously know where you went marshall you uh nominated so it's in the pantheon um now jaws is up for pantheon consideration another popular pick Mm -hmm. um so you have about two weeks um so don't forget to vote get your ass to the polls um but all right guys let's get into tonight's verses um just to get everybody up to speed um last memorial day Five war movies went against each other in a bloody marathon. Um, Saving Private Ryan, Apocalypse Now, Platoon, Black Hawk Down, and Full Metal Jacket. So, Apocalypse Now won the Golden Idol. I kicked Apocalypse up for Pantheon consideration. Nathan kicked it up for Pantheon consideration. Um, and Kyle blocked it. So, it never made it to the council. Um, I think it deserves another chance. Um, so, I removed myself, Nathan, and Kyle. So, now it's up to you four at the table to decide if it gets kicked up to the council or not. See if you agree with Nathan and I or with Kyle. I don't do this for every episode, but I think that you guys, no matter where you guys fall on it, I think you guys will all admit that Apocalypse Now is a pretty big movie. Mm -hmm. So I do think that it deserves to go up again. It's not like we're talking about, you know, some side movie that no one really gives a shit about. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, another Golden Idol winner from the past is um, White House Down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just just because White House Down beat... I got a Pantheon (laughs) nomination this year, so... What's what's the other White House House movie. Uh, See, exactly. London, well, <laughs> no, know. London. Well, London, London, <laughs> London Bridges. White, White House. Da- no, White, White House. House. I don't even I don't fucking know. But so there you go. That was a fun versus to talk about. One was the Golden Idol winner. We're not going to revisit the fucking Washington movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Apocalypse Now is a different fucking story. So I'm glad that you guys are going to be uh, thinking it over tonight and having this versus. Well, um, and it's also real quick. It's interesting. You didn't throw it up against another necessarily big name war movie. You yep. brought it against a film that influenced it. So yeah, it, it yeah. makes it a really interesting. Exactly, movie. no chump here. Yeah. Um, this isn't just me putting together a versus. Um, this is another talented director. You know, Werner Herzog. You know, I think we have a worthy opponent, a contender. So, um, so cousin Wayne, tell us about the returning champ and tonight's contender. All right, the returning champ, Apocalypse Now, uh, came out in 1979, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Starring Martin Sheen, Marlon Brando, and Robert Duvall. IMDb rating of 8.5. Rotten Tomatoes score of 96%. Pretty high. And then uh, next we have... Uh, I can No matter how many times I hear this, I can't pronounce it right. Uh, Aguare? Yeah, you gotta put some, oh some, some shit behind it. Aguare. <laughs> Aguare. Uh, what a wrath of fucking God. <laughs> Directed by Werner Herzog. Starring Klaus Kinski, uh, Rai Guerrera, and Helena Roju. I probably didn't pronounce that right either, but whatever. Uh, IMDb uh, got 8.0, and 
And Rod Domain was score of 98%. Yes. Oh, wow. So, again, yeah. a big yeah. contender, mm-hmm. I think, here. That's, yeah, it's, it's a, they're both pretty tight, Titanic there. I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, these two films, in my opinion, pair so well together. Um, I think both have uh, savage, similar savage characters. Uh, both films represent what happens when man is completely unrestrained, stripped down to the core. Uh, both represent an idea that deep down that we're all fucking animals. Um, both films have locations representing this descent into madness. Um, both had difficulty filming, which I hope you guys get into. Difficult, yeah, that's an under-fucking statement. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, behind-the-scenes horror stories, really. Um, and as I said already, um, or as you said, Martial Apocalypse Now was inspired by Wrath of God. So, um, however, both films were influenced by The Heart of Darkness, um, a story by Joseph Conrad about a voyage um, up the Congo River. So the question tonight is, who captures this whole Heart of Darkness theme better? What's the better film? So tonight, again, it's in your hands. Um, I'm going to kick back, and I'm just going to listen to you guys. I'm taking the, the night off. Much deserved night off, all right? So I leave you with a quote that I found from Orson Welles. There's something essential waiting for all of us in the dark alleys of the world. Cousin Wayne, best mission and this Heart of Darkness versus goes to. All right, my best mission award. Uh, both of these were pretty fucking good, really. I mean, there, there wasn't a shitty one in this, but at the end, I had to go with Apocalypse Now, uh, Captain Willard going after Kurtz. Uh, I mean, th- this seems so much more realistic to me. Uh, you know, Vietnam War actually happened, so of course the Spanish expedition happened too, but just so much more to it than uh, looking for the City of Gold. You know, just kind of going in circles, not really going anywhere and so forth. But this mission, I mean, you had an American soldier going to kill another American soldier in the Vietnam War. Um, and, and a very prominent American soldier, too. I mean, this guy, how many, you know, recommendations, he could have been this, could have been that. Flipped the fuck out, and now you've got him going after Kurtz. So I definitely had to give the best mission to Apocalypse Now. All right. Uh, for best mission, I actually did go for the search of the city of El Dorado in Wrath of God. Just on paper, it's such a stronger mission because you're searching for this city of gold. The reward is very high, uh, untold wealth. You have power over an entire continent. And that's just uh, so so much greater stakes. And it's still not a guaranteed mission because you still have to go through the jungle. You have to deal with what you might have to deal with. But just because the, the payoff is so much greater, I have to give it best mission. Gotcha. I get that. Um, I guess in the broad sense, <clears throat> trying to track down a golden city is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I had to give it to Apocalypse Now and the assassination of Kurt's mission. It's just more well-defined, um, and it's it's better fleshed out, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in the story. Um, with Wrath of God, yeah, I mean, that's their overall goal is to get to El Dorado, but it's just a more... Uh, like I said, well-defined mission for Kurtz, uh, or for, uh, oh, what's his name? Kilgore, to go after Kurtz. Um, and like you said, uh, not only is he is his mission to assassinate another American soldier, but it that, that brings to light, basically, Nixon's side war in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, yeah. there's just more to it, um, I felt like, yeah. so... A lot of Johnson's bullshit in there, too. Yeah, so it's... As far as best mission, I think that's just the most uh, well-developed mm. mission out of these yeah. two. So I went with that one. 
I agree with all those points. I actually went with Apocalypse as well for all the same reasons, um, especially the covert nature of it. You know, he's kind of relying on people that he can't even really read into the things he's trying to do. Um, they're sort of trusting him to get where he's going, even though they don't necessarily know where that is. They just know it's not going to be good. It's a bad place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that yeah. being said, I do think the sort of journey that the group of people in Aguirre, Aguirre, yeah, that we'll just, we'll we'll just call it Wrath of God. Yeah, yeah, Wrath of God. Absolutely. The so place. the journey that these people went on was cool because it was such a confluence of different interests. I mean, you had everything from religious zealots to uh, people who. Uh, you know, in the throes of greed, looking for riches, uh, to legitimately delusional people mm -hmm. with, you know, delusions of grandeur. So that was cool, but as far as just like a, a cool action mission, I went with Apocalypse. Right on. Uh, next up, uh, Best Squad. Uh, to me, this was pretty easy, because uh, in, in Wrath of God, I mean, God, what a bunch of pricks. I mean, <laughs> they, they were even fighting each other. I mean, you mm -hmm. had their, their emperor... You know, feasting on fish, fruit, yeah. and the other guys are scraping algae off the fucking raft. <laughs> you know, and, and they're they're just stabbing each other in the back. I mean, it's just what a clusterfuck. So, and then you've got Apocalypse now. You've got you know uh, Captain Willard's you know crew, so to speak. Uh, guys like Chief Chef. What what a bunch of great guys. I mean, they may not always really like each other, but it seems like they've always got each other's back. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're shits together. <laughs> uh, so to me, it was just an easy easy award going to Apocalypse now. I also went with the PBR Street Gang in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. so conflicting personalities, nice. very different. They have very different attitudes to the war. Like you said, they don't always follow directions well. Uh, some of them fly off the handle pretty easily. Some of them just plain don't want to be there. But when it comes down to it, they do what they need to do. Uh, they help Captain Willard on his journey. Um, Chief doesn't seem to like it very much. But he does it anyways, and uh, just the dynamics great, yeah. um, and they're just a cool bunch of bunch of guys to be around. So that's why it goes best squad apocalypse now. Right on, absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree with you that uh, Wrath of God is not a. It doesn't work for squad when you're trying to kill each other. Like you're not going to be the best squad. When and you're relying you're, on slaves to when do you're, everything. We're, yeah, you're relying on the native slaves. This guy wants to take over, like you said, for religious reason. This guy wants the gold. This guy doesn't is just out of his fucking mind. So <laughs> you're not really a squad. Uh, so it had to go to Apocalypse Now. But I went a little different. Um, and I went... I mean, you can push back, I guess, on if this is really a squad. I went with actually like Kilgore's squad. Uh, oh, right. Robert Duvall's, like, when they... When they when they all get together in the chopper and they're heading toward I guess like where the Mekong starts where they can drop them yeah. off mm -hmm. like yeah. that squad there of like him in charge um, with uh, whoever the surfer kid was you yeah, know right. like I don't know like that he seemed like a better platoon leader so I think that's why maybe why I lean more towards him as like the leader of the squad mm -hmm. and uh, like the, this is their the little mission is to get him placed there so he can go off on the river yeah. and, well even Willard uh, narrated saying you know it was clear how much this guy yeah. cared about his squad took care of his boys yeah and, so and then and then you get those scenes where he's you know walking around through the camp and and some guys are like playing games but he's he, he just seems so in charge of that and like had all of their shit together mm -hmm. so like you said the other ones their 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 squad on the river is good but I don't know. I just felt like like this one more had more just shit together. Like this sure, one yeah. was That's like, a good answer. Yeah, right? yeah. This one I, was, I so. hadn't considered that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's really cool. Awesome. That's what <laughs> I Kill, like, Kilgore's Cowboys <laughs> for sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I went with I went with. Apocalypse as well, but uh, PBR Street Gang all the way. They <laughs> that's, were, that's the better name. Yeah, <laughs> and they were they were uh, 
Was that that was it? Wasn't that it? Is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They were. Yeah, I just liked how they were really cohesive and and you know they they kind of. Um, I don't know. Is they came together? They they realized that they were relying on each other, mm-hmm. and whereas uh, the the crew and Wrath of God were just backbiting themselves to death mm-hmm. to where they couldn't yeah. even <laughs> consider the enemy. They they came together, even though it didn't really end up working out for them. <laughs> 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 no, it didn't work out at all. Work out for anybody in that movie. <laughs> I think everybody took a good fucking in that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Next, uh, best set slash film location. Uh, this is more of a tough one for me. I mean, both of them were obviously realistic, and we can get mm-hmm. into the what-the-fuck section about the behind-the-scenes later on that one. But uh, you, you had, uh, in, in Wrath of God, you had these guys, you know, in the uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. and it just, I mean, they were in the shit. I mean, literally just dropped in the shit. But at the end of the day, I had to go with, again, Apocalypse Now, just because I saw so much more of it. I, I felt like in Wrath of God, I was watching the same fucking scenery in, in a, a repeated loop. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked great. Of course, they did a great job filming it, shooting it, so forth, but just got tired of seeing the same shit day after day. And Apocalypse Now, they were always in different locations, uh, you know, different scenery. It just looked so much better. So, uh, so I had to go with just basically the jungles of Vietnam and Apocalypse Now. All right, I went with Apocalypse Now, but a little more specific, <clears throat> uh, Kurtz's Compound. Uh, it's just nice. such an imposing place. You have the temples, you have the statues, the forests, the severed heads, dead bodies strewn about, insane bay piles up. There's just a lot of shit going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a place you don't want to be unless you absolutely have to be there. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, not to mention all those, uh, Kurtz's followers uh, just yeah. being so imposing. And that was my other runner-up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Good just answer. a great location uh, where a lot of uh, a lot of nasty shit goes down. So it, <laughs> yeah. it gets my best film location. This is my first version. Can I do ties? Do they work in two this? Two of them. Two, two, two of them. Okay. I wasn't sure if the rules are the same as the marathons. I think I'm going to have to do a tie okay. for this one. Um, and one of them goes to uh, Wrath of God. Like you said, the Amazon jungle. Uh, probably a lot of that is just because they were in the fucking jungle. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they just they just carried cameras in and just shot shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's very imposing, like it's very, very real. Mm-hmm. Um, with Apocalypse Now, you see more, um, but I guess they come off a little bit more like sets to me. Um, yeah. They weren't like, going like, in a fucking circle either. They weren't going in a circle, yeah. Um, so it comes, it so, but just being in the heart of that jungle and knowing that that's where they were, like that just really set the scene for that film and the and the intensity of being on the river and. And whatnot, um, and then I think I had to tie it with the Saigon Hotel in oh. Apocalypse Now, oh, and nice. I think I like that location because that is more or less uh, what the egress point is that the right, right word right. Yeah. for the whole story. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you really get to see Willard. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot going on in that scene in the hotel where. He's breaking down, uh, like, it's like his PTSD coming yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, in, I can't remember now, correct me if I'm wrong, like, I don't know if he's done with a mission and he's prepped to maybe go home, or I don't remember exactly no, why he's, he's in there. for a mission. He, he he's knows he's just waiting. for a mission. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you see all of that develop, just all of mm-hmm. the anxiety and the post-traumatic stress and breaking down and then it's and then they get there and they're like here's your mission and he's like all right let's fucking do it mm-hmm. and you're yeah, like yeah. And it's so weird how he just flips right back into like 
soldier mode. No more uh, drunk tai chi. No yeah. more drunk tai chi. <laughs> yeah. Beating up mirrors, <laughs> and so I that that just that you get a sense of who he is, what he's going through, and then I think it builds his character well for what goes forward right. yeah. for his for that mission. Yeah. So I, I like I like that scene. It's not necessarily the most beautiful location or anything yeah. like that but like that that location that's where this all starts yeah. and so and it's I, also well, the last hint of any normalcy you see in true. the entire yeah. well true. a fun fact yeah. about yeah. that scene actually uh yes he was pissed drunk when they were shooting that yeah he was fighting with he even attacked francis ford Coppola <laughs> at one point <laughs> while shooting that scene and the film crew wanted to stop yeah but uh he was just like, no, let's keep going. He was fighting alcoholism at the time. And the only thing I could find is said uh, personal problems. Mm. Yeah. You know, they didn't get any more in-depth in or detail on that. But it was just like, my, no one, because I always thought that scene was so realistic. Mm, I'm like, yeah. you know, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, he's bare-ass mm. naked falling Oh, yeah, he really, that was real glass. He yeah. really cut himself up and shit. And yeah. So, that's, yeah. That's, so my, that's my tie. It's awesome. Uh, my yeah, uh, my uh, best location wasn't really static. It was uh, it was the PT boat in Apocalypse Now oh, nice. that they go down nice. the river in. That's true. I like it because uh, you kind of see it. It mirrors their kind of progress in the madness as the boat gets more mm -hmm. and more beat up. Their supplies get more scant. Mm -hmm. They have a reed roof by the end of it, and their faces are all painted, and most of their gear is gone. And you can kind of just see there's less of them than the beginning. And, and <laughs> the, the, what the, happened? Yeah, yeah. The, the set progresses along with the plot, and, mm -hmm. and it almost becomes a character in and of itself. And they even say, like, don't ever get out of the boat. Don't ever get out of the boat. Yeah. You know, they, mm -hmm. that's a constant theme. And, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. So that's a good PT pick. boat. That's a good mm -hmm. pick. Well, in the uh, redo, or redux, however you want to pronounce it, version of that, they're even more fucked by the end of the, the, the time they get to Kurtz than what most people realize because it's uh, cut from the original uh, production of it, uh, they had stopped. Remember the, the Playboy girls? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever they they found them on pretty much a wiped out uh, area along the river. Right. And uh, <laughs> he traded oil to be with these yes. girls for yep. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so they're even drums. lower on oil oh. and gas than most people <laughs> realize. Because mm -hmm. he was just like, yeah. He's like, I figured the guys could use a good time. We're about to get fucked over. <laughs> so yep. I traded three barrels of gasoline to have a good time with these Playboy models. That's crazy. Uh, I wish they would have included that in the original, but yeah. they didn't. What version did all of you guys watch? I'm, um, did you guys watch the Redux? Or did you guys I watched watch the no. original. I yeah, watched I the original, watched but I'm just... Yeah, I think yeah. the Redux was the one that I had <coughs> first watched, um, but this is the the original one, the original cut yeah. I watched for, for yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've actually ever seen the Redux. It, it's Maybe, worth it. It's but, another 45 minutes, but yeah. you have that scene, you have another conversation with uh, Kurtz and all okay. that stuff. It's really worth it. Gotcha. Uh, next up, um, <clears throat> best character. Uh, you're going to see a theme here. I went with Apocalypse Now. <laughs> And uh, Colonel Kurtz, uh, he was only in it for just a little bit of the movie, sadly. But God, what a what a deep and in detail fleshed out character he was. I mean, you have this man, like I said, just so prominent in the military. I mean, just you know, just the pride of fucking America here, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And how far he's sinking, and it doesn't really say why he did. Maybe it was just you know, he's too long in Nam, maybe just too long in the military, and so forth. But I think by the end, and he even says, he's like, you can't judge me, but I deserve to die or whatever. I think he starts to realize that I've lost my fucking mind here. I've done so much damage. I need to die before it all hits me. You know, I mean, it was just, like I said, I, few characters are so detailed in depth and just deep-minded in thought as Colonel Kurtz was. So I definitely had to give him the award. 
I went with Captain Willard in Apocalypse Now. Uh, he's a guy who has to carry the entire movie, and he does. I mean, he's kind of a very complex character as well. Mm. You see that he's clearly burnt out on the war, disillusioned, despondent, but he still accepts this mission. He takes it seriously, even when the PBR street gang does not. Uh, he sees it through from beginning to end. And, yeah, he knows... That the country has people have have gone mad, but he still wants to unravel the mystery of Kurtz. He really gets into that. He reads mm -hmm. the dossiers. Uh, he becomes obsessed with it. Yeah, right? exactly. So he takes this very seriously, and but he's still that that inner conflict just uh, tears him apart, and it's compelling to watch. So I have to give him best character. Right on. Awesome. Nice. We're kind of all over the place with this one. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good characters in these films. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. give my runner up real quick. Uh, my. And this was close, but my runner-up was was uh, Lieutenant Corporal Kilgore, yeah. um, Robert Duvall's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he man. was just, I don't know, man. He was just so well fleshed out, mm -hmm. and he was just so imposing and just, like I said, knew his shit and was in charge mm -hmm. and was just fun to watch yeah. on screen. Yep. Um, Willard is a good character, but I felt like, for a good chunk when they're on the river I don't know it felt like he kind of sat back mm. and let things happen like he wasn't yeah, really that yeah. involved I mean, I mean he was just kind of being transported at that sure. point so like he wasn't fully involved um, and Kurtz is great too um, just because of his uh, imposing character at the end yeah. but I went with Don Lope de Aguirre Aguirre his character it's just I mean from start to finish, you see his character devolve mm -hmm. into just yeah. insanity. Mm -hmm. So I think his is just a fully developed character where it's, it's just interesting because at the beginning, he just kind of peppers in some like, oh, you know, I don't think we should save those guys on the raft. Okay, okay, whatever. And like, and then he's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, like, uh, well, it's in here and later on but like uh you know oh that that guy's a little bit taller than me um why don't we take care of that like he just does all these little things he just does all these Candid's little things rusty. that progress yeah. to you like this guy's kind of fucked up yeah and then at the end you're like yeah well this guy's really fucked up it's like right. this guy is is mental like he's on a raft talking to like in his head with monkeys all over him and he's just like losing his shit mm -hmm. so i he was just a really and of course klaus kinski is just it like you said before we started this this was a weird german guy playing a Spanish, Spanish yeah. <laughs> in South America, and you're like, I believe it. Yeah, like, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Like, <laughs> he he just owned that character, and uh, he's a so, great actor. Yeah, really. he, yeah. Hmm. so I, I had to go with uh, Aguirre in Wrath of yeah. God for my yeah. best character. I'm glad you did because I almost did, but uh, kind of at the last minute, I had to pull back and go with Brando in Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. okay. um, even just because by the time you get to him, there's that there's so much weight to that character. Um, like it's like, I don't know, a gravity. It's hard to describe because it's this mystery that that uh, you know it just it builds in tension. The closer you get to him, you know that this is the resolution. And by the time you get there, it's like there's no immediate payoff. You know, there's these long drawn out monologues, and you're not quite sure what's gonna happen. Um, so yeah, I just liked how how they played that character out. You know how they spun that. So well, I, I felt like by the time they got to him, really he had been there in presence the whole right, time. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just like he was just there mentally because he was so obsessed with him. Yeah, and it's all and the narration, and he was the cause of all this, and and he almost becomes like sort of this force that's like that the same that as the river, the same as the exactly. darkness out in the jungle. He's this unknown out there, mm -hmm. and uh, 
and you know Willard's obsessed and and he's not going to stop until he gets there so uh, Willard has his own conception of what this guy is before he ever sees him, and I think the viewer does too. Yeah, before oh, yeah. you ever not get far there. off, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's why your location's pretty spot on too, though. Because when do you yeah. finally roll up to it? You're like, holy shit! Wow, like yeah. this yeah. guy. Nice. And then, yeah. and then you get Dennis Hopper, like you know, doing the, yeah. the murder apologetics and building him yeah. up, and yeah, just like all <laughs> the crazy. No, you don't yeah. talk to him. He talks to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that brings us to our best screen duo. Uh, to me again, uh, Apocalypse Now, Willard and Kurtz. I mean, the two, especially from the time that uh, he gets taken out of the uh, the hot box. You know, he says, "Hey, you're free to walk around or whatever." He's laying down, and then Kurtz starts talking to him. He's kind of like off to the side of him, and the conversation that uh, you know Willard has in his head while Kurtz is talking. I mean, what a fucking just the two. Can you imagine the two of them t- together running this part of the jungle? Yeah, how fucking just awesome yet horrible that would be (laughs) you know it did it almost like like i almost wanted the movie to go in a completely different direction like fuck your orders fuck these people hook up with this guy and i want to see the fucking chaos that happens out of this this partnership i mean it would have been like hitler and stalin going hey let's team up you know (laughs) what you know i mean just and who doesn't want that exactly i mean you talk about like just serious destruction you know i mean just what what two powerful forces here together and, and they're both completely fucked up in, in, in different ways I, it seemed almost like it was headed that way for a brief bit there's, a, there's a period yeah, where you're almost, like I, willard you're like they make you question he, yeah you're like yeah the yeah. first time i watched this i thought for sure willard was going to kill him and then take his mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. but it you know went in a different direction well sort of but uh, I, I definitely had to give it to that okay I gave it to Captain Willard and Chief in Apocalypse mm-hmm. Now. Uh, just a very interesting relationship and dynamic. Because mm-hmm. here you have this guy who's the captain of his boat. But you have the other, the other guy who's in charge of getting in charge of the mission to go after Kurt. So he feels like he's in charge because they're leading him to his destination. And there's a lot of, there's a very tense back and forth there. Yep. Oh, they, yeah. they have respect for each other, but they don't really like each other because they have opposing uh, goals here. Um, but still, the, the characters have great respect for each other. It's just a compelling relationship to watch, so I give it best duo. Yep. Well, there's even uh, a part in their narration where he said, he goes, this may have been my mission, yeah. but Chief made it clear this was his fucking boat. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's very interesting. Good answer, I'm not man. sure who technically outranks the other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't but, think they really get... Do they get Chief's rank? Well, they're different services, too. Chief's uh, in the Navy and... Yeah. Uh, he's Special Forces. Well, there's Special Forces. Well, Special Forces. Yeah. And he has, like... A high clearance mission. Right. So I think so his would probably, probably is, outrank but, it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's who else an interesting dynamic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially where for, we're going. You know? uh, it makes yeah, for an interesting yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, for best screen duo, uh, break this baby out. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so cold, man. Yeah. I did rubber chicken. Right. <laughs> My first verse is I get a tie and a rubber chicken. So I don't know. Like, none of them. Wrath of God had no duos. No. Nobody liked no, each did. other. That was all yeah, for one and was, one for all. Yeah, nobody liked each other. People killing each other. They didn't give a shit about each other. No. So there's no duos there. No. And the other ones, I just felt, although those were interesting, I don't. I didn't feel like any of them were long enough or deep enough relationships mm. to be like, well, that was a great duo. Yeah. Um, some of them were fun to see together. Like you said, Chief and Willard are good. Uh, Willard and Kurtz are good. Uh, even like Kilgore and Willard and that scene are a good little duo, fun to watch. But nothing jumped out to me that like this is these 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 guys uh, like 
lead the movie, you know, like steal the scene. Like, no, I don't know. None of them jumped out to me. They're like, this is a great duo. I don't know. And maybe it's because in duo, I think like they should uh, work together in some aspect right. and nobody does really. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're always fighting each other. So hmm. I couldn't give it to anybody. Okay. makes sense. So. <laughs> This was almost my first rubber chicken. I mean, Aguirre did have like his one little underling, but, yeah, but he they didn't. Get, <laughs> there was a, they had a couple, that's such a nice word. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they have a couple little like like exchanges that are neat, but not enough to kind of give him that. I went with Chief and Willard too. I thought that like you know they're both professionals. They have the respect, but they also have the opposing interests. They kind of and and they end up coming to a pretty dramatic head mm-hmm. by the end, yeah. mm-hmm. which is cool. And you know, and uh, you can tell Chief cares about his boys. Like I said, consummate professional. You know, mm-hmm. uh, doing the right thing. They just have different interests and mm-hmm. that sometimes run up against each other. And I thought that was it was really cool to watch. Right on. All right. Uh, next up, we have best villain and antagonist. Uh, this one was hard because I mean, really, it, it's really <laughs> hard to. S- Hard to see who the bad guy is, really, or the villain is in these. Mm. So many things are from people's point of view. Like, like sure. Kurtz, who's to say he really is the bad guy? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. his fight against, you know, the American military. Mm-hmm. You know, you're over here, you're, you're killing these Vietnamese. Yeah. It's not even your fucking country. Yeah. Who's to say he's wrong? You know, so this one, I went with uh, Wrath of God. And I, it's not a very general answer, and I apologize, but I went with pretty much their entire Spanish expedition. Yeah. You've got these guys <laughs> in a country that's not their own. Using, let's yep. face it, they're fucking slaves yeah, to yeah. carry this person, right? <laughs> Balls deep in muck. <laughs> God knows what animals. Your wild animals are just crawling up their asses. <laughs> and then, like, uh, you know, this emperor, he's not sharing any of I mean, his people are starving. And like I said earlier, there's, there's guys scraping algae off the fucking raft heat. And I'm surprised the one guy didn't, you know, actually shared that algae with another one. Yeah. These guys are just, they're all pricks. <laughs> Every, I was kind of happy about the way this movie ended. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, they're all fucked. Good. <laughs> Next, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> so I, know, I said, I apologize. That's very broad answer, but let's face That's it. That's a good were, answer. Thank you. Yeah. They were all yeah, assholes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a <laughs> nefarious kind of mission to begin with. Exactly. You know I mean? There's no honor in that mission at all. You know, like uh, there could be some debate in Apocalypse Now, like whether Willard was doing the right thing, maybe Kurtz was doing the right thing. There's a lot of debate to be had there, but this, they're out for gold, and they're going to kill the fucking people in that country to get this gold. It's all about greed, and I I think think exists. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. no proof whatsoever that exists. Maybe this exists. Hey, let's just wipe everybody the fuck out (laughs) trying to get this thing. Even the one who's there to spread the word of God. I mean, he cuts the natives down. You know what I mean? When they don't accept, was it his Bible? I think. Like, yeah. yeah, He's like, here, you may touch this, and then he says something different. He's like. Blasphemy. Yeah. Kill him. <laughs> pretty pretty rapacious group. Well, like, what a, what a lovely around. Christian yeah. mind there. <laughs> For our best villain antagonist, I actually went with a tie on this one. Uh, first, Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. Uh, he's just a compelling backstory, his reasons for opposing the military, just the journey he goes into madness, um, his philosophies, uh, his methods, unsound methods. Uh, just uh, a <laughs> very interesting methods. character. He has great foresight. I mean, he knows so that, about that. <laughs> yeah, he knows that the military is going to send someone after him. So yep. he's pretty prepared for Willard, uh, even without even even knowing about it and expecting that. Uh, and so the other one, Aguirre, Wrath of God, goes to the unseen natives and their multitude of arrows. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just <laughs> by the end, you don't even see the arrows flying. You just turn around, look at one of these guys, and say, oh, I have an arrow sticking on me. I'm dead. Yep. It's just nuts. They, they <laughs> cannot fight against that. They cannot fight against that. It's just... <laughs> 
extremely powerful, so that's why I had to give it best tie to those two. Gotcha. See, I could see those as the bad guys, because it... You know what I mean? I mean, they were invading their yeah. band. Doing that. Yeah. So it's just, they were just kind of defending themselves. You well, know? true. I mean, it's Against, just a, I guess, the main yeah. characters yeah. they were in. Yeah, it all depends on, yeah. all depends yeah, on how, what you want to see as the protagonist and yeah. what you want to see as the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I can just picture yeah. these tribesmen going, I don't know what you crazy fucks are looking for, <laughs> yeah. but you're fucking our shit up uh-huh. to get it. You know? yeah. And this is a versus. You can proclaim bullshit. Stay out of this. Uh I love yours because my runner-up was Christianity. <laughs> because, because Good enough, not the only one. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's like, like that that uh, mindset yeah. so leads dangerous. to all of the destruction in that movie. It's yep. just, it's just like fuck these guys. Like we're taking over, and like we'll get into it later because I got some good quotes and stuff too. But like, yeah, like you said, it's just like that's what drove them to enslave the natives. That's like what. That's that's what propels their 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 methodology yeah. is is like well this is ours now yeah. we're just taking it over in the name of God <laughs> and fuck you and you're like God says the gold is ours yeah so. like yeah and like you said like these it'll come up again but like those two natives like row up to their boat and they're like hey how's it going like they're oh they're being nice you know yeah. and they're like oh you don't you don't understand Jesus I fucking kill him. <laughs> and you're like, what the, the hell, man? Yeah, you're like, what the hell is that about? So oh, that uh, that was my runner-up. Was just yeah, that, that <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> oh, it's something else. Uh, <laughs> but I had to give it to Aguirre in Wrath of God because he, he's just so quietly intimidating. Like mm. I said before, mm. like he's just subversive in the way he kind of takes over. Um, like like I said, kind of picking off each guy um and i think he even puts that um i can't remember his title the 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 uh fat spaniard guy it's kind of emperor emperor, emperor. like i think he puts him in that title in that place because he knows he can manipulate him at some point Um, because at that point you think like oh he's gonna be like well i know who can take over i'll take over but he doesn't he's like i'm gonna put this guy well he says at one point i think it's after the horse incident when they have to kick the horse off the raft uh, I can't remember who was saying it. It was, it was the narrator. The yeah, it was just saying it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Before, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and like, and I think he knows in his head, he's like, I'm going to take this over at some point. Yeah. And it's just a matter of picking off who I need to pick off to, to, to take that over. And and so, like, yeah, he. I mean, he, he puts people at risk. He kills people. Uh, <laughs> so he was my best villain. Right on. Yeah. Uh, that was mine too, Aguirre all day. He um, he just did so much, especially at the beginning with so little. He isn't uh, played as being the main character at the mm-hmm. beginning of the film. He's mostly on the periphery, mm-hmm. and even on the edge, you kind of see him just with this the way he's looking over this people around him and making these subtle moves where you can tell he's he's a sociopath. He he sees these people as instruments that mm-hmm. he's going to use to kind of fulfill his own will. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, like you said, he's picking people off and he's strategically placing himself uh behind the seat of power. So he's got this other scapegoat, uh you know, and he he's really good about tying everyone into his mutiny. Mm-hmm. You know, uh Yeah, well there's that part where he's like, "Oh, when uh 
who the fuck Cortez or something like yeah. goes into Mexico yeah. he's like he didn't listen to orders right. I'm just right. saying <laughs> yeah. he didn't that do what he was told hero, you know? and he didn't do what he was told look what happened it and you gotta think well. it's probably true like how far they were how lawless everything was how far away they really were from anything that mm-hmm. resembled authority and yeah, these well, people probably were, I'm like there's nobody here to tell us what to do we and, have no yeah. fucking yeah. babysitter and exactly. that that, yeah. that mindset of, of religious zealots you mm-hmm. can get 30 guys on a raft who can't feed themselves that think they're gonna drag their cannon through the jungle and mm-hmm. conquer it and I mean yeah. that and he knew exactly how to manipulate each one of their sort of weak Just spots God's whether, will, it's, you know? yeah, <laughs> whether it's the religious oh, okay. aspect or, or it's greed for gold or it's uh, slaves who want free or whichever yeah. he knew how to play these different True. people against and interests against himself so he was the best villain for me right on uh, next up um, <clears throat> best hero protagonist uh, I had to go Apocalypse Now I had to go with Chief you know, he just seemed like the last, the, the guy who just, you know, he kind of knew what was going on, especially towards the end, but he still, he had to do what was right for him. You know, I mean, he still looked after his guys, whereas I think Willard would have sacrificed everybody there for the mission, mm. including himself, mm. where Willard was just like, you know, I, I don't want to do this, but it's what's right. Mm. You know, there, there was nothing else involved there, but his sense of duty for, you know, he, he's the true American soldier, mm-hmm. you know, wanting, wanting to do this because he thought it was right. <coughs> To protect his country and his family and so forth, and to me, he was really, truly the only good guy in both these movies. Sure. You know, so he's true. Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess for him, like you do feel more sense of loss when yeah, he's the only he one who's still like, right oh, that really mind, does really. suck. Yeah, yeah, like that guy yeah. was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went with uh, Captain Willard in Apocalypse Now. Uh, mm-hmm. He's quick-witted through his throughout his journey. Uh, knows how to evade danger. Uh, sticks to his mission, even if it means sacrificing relationships with the people who are trying to help him. Um, he becomes fully committed by the end. Uh, like you see, this, when he rises out of the water, covered in mud, prepared to kill Kurtz. Um, he, I just really appreciated his commitment to his mission, so that's why he gets my best hero. Right yeah, these were these were tough categories <laughs> because these movies for the most part, don't have clearly defined yeah, they're villains yeah. and yeah, heroes. So um, you just get into it what you take. Yeah. You know, I mean, it takes like you, you said, like, right. how bad is Kurtz? Like, yeah. uh, Brad, I, Brad just left, but it reminded yeah. me of, like, War of the Planet of the Apes <laughs> with uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Like, yeah. he's just yeah. off doing his thing. Like, are mm. you really going to send the cavalry at this guy? Like, how bad is it? What is he doing? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got his own little commune of people, but, mm-hmm. and I guess it's kind of like Waco. Like, well, what's yeah. he doing? Like, mm-hmm. Do you really need to go in there and risk is, other people's lives, really kill this guy? Or, like, how evil mm-hmm, is he? Right. Like, is he... Yeah, yeah, what... what? So, and Hero was tricky, too, because there was no uh, classic kind of hero. No, no I one's guess. really a war- heroic No one's yeah, a no. heroic hero. So, no kind one of by... No these. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so kind of by default, I went with Apocalypse Now and Captain Willard, just because, I mean, he completed his mission... As it were, like he he followed through and he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I think at grave expense to himself as well, though. Yeah. Um, Just the sanity alone. I mean. Yeah. So he's he's kind of like a a, a, <clears throat> a wounded hero in that mm-hmm. sense. Like he, I don't know. It was, it, this one was a little tricky because a, a Wrath of God has no heroes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than maybe like nature itself, like, it's just like and the monkeys. It, it's, yeah, it's just, at yeah, some but, point it's just going to consume all natives. of them, yeah. and they're going to be dead, and mm-hmm. people are going to forget they're there. <laughs> so I guess in that sense, nature wins. But 
Yeah, I had to go with Willard, I think, because he, he, he saw it through. And even though, like I said, when he gets to Kurtz's compound, I think there's a little uh, ambiguity of like, well, you know, maybe he gets a little bit bought into what's going on. Yeah. But he still overcomes that and, and completes his mission. So yeah, I like, guess if you believe the 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 uh, military officials, then Kurtz needed to go and... He saw that through, so yeah. he's a hero, I guess, mm-hmm. in that sense. See, I felt like he almost like he had to hurry and do this before he was consumed by Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you know, so, I, too. I think if he'd stayed there so. another few days, yeah. it would have happened the way I, I think thought, so. you know. I think so, too. So, um, I guess in that sense, too, like, he he did it just in the nick of time because he probably would have been consumed by it, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I went with Willard, too, and, and he he's all those things. He's flawed, you know, yeah. um, and he's unsure of himself, but he's going along almost on... I don't want to say autopilot, but he's not quite sure why he's doing what he's doing some of the yeah. time. But he's still kind of steadfast doing it. Um, and by the end, you get to see him kind of resolve these things internally. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, here comes the one. I, I just to me again, it's hands down, uh, best kill. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of kills going on in these two movies. Yeah, true. Not not in short supply at all. But it, to me, it's still an easy choice. Uh, Apocalypse Now, Willard killing Kurtz mm. from the time he pops up out of the water. Covered in the mud and the mm-hmm. face paint, mm-hmm. and his journey into the building to you know to, to hack away at him, mm-hmm. and, and you've got the doors playing the end mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah, yeah. God damn! What just what an awesome few minutes that whole thing is, and just what a powerful impact it had on the whole movie. You've been waiting two and a half hours <laughs> for yeah. this to happen, and it, and it doesn't you know um, disappoint in any way, shape, or form. You know, it was a very brutal kill. It wasn't a well, here, let me just, you know, slice your throat real quick. I mean, he got hacked to death by what was probably something very dull. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so with the music going on, the scenery, the way he even had the lighting, and, the, and just the whole attitude of the thing, it was perfect. Yeah, I also went with Captain Willard killing Colonel Kurtz at the end of Apocalypse Now, especially how it was undercut <clears throat> with the scene of the natives killing the water buffalo. Yeah, how was... it relates to both of them are brutal, nightmarish, primal. Um, just that mood of bloodlust um it just it was a powerful imagery um you also have to imagine what exactly is going through willard's mind at this point um relief or regret um so it's just a whole maelstrom of emotions there so it has to get best kill just sort of just how uh powerful it is and complex it's crazy mm-hmm. like juxtaposition too. Yeah, they have yeah. the animal there uh-huh. there like like a slaughter you know that's and that was real too oh yeah it was yeah. Real. yeah yeah it was something it was i was great how they were in both of these mm-hmm. movies but i'll bring that up later yeah. and uh, what you're saying too I, I don't think he was really thinking about anything right <clears throat> I, I think it's almost like he sort of left himself willard True. wasn't there anymore there was just i think that's what he's on autopilot yeah exactly yeah autopilot's a great word i mean he was just a shell and there was nothing but the mission he could cry about it or celebrate it later, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, where's it at? Let's go. I'll give my quick a runner up real quick, and that I think uh, needs to be brought up is, is Wrath of God when the guy gets his head cut off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> that's not only is it like pretty brutal, but it's a it's a really well shot scene. Yeah, like yeah, I, I I watched it a couple times, and I'm like. It's just a quick pan, like it, I don't know. They did a really good job. And next thing you know, his head's over there, and he's like blinking, like what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. Well, didn't he finish just the head counting too, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, just count. Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, because they were counting the corn kernels. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten, yeah. So shit. that was a really pretty. Because most of the other kills in that movie 
like you said, like there are a lot of reactions mm-hmm. to the the spears and the arrows and stuff, yeah. so you don't see a lot of mm-hmm. like violence yeah. necessarily. But that one was certainly violent. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, and the, the lead up to it was kind of tongue in cheekish funny. Like yeah. you yep. guys are taller. <laughs> That's than a me. great line. Yeah. Are yeah. you yeah. counting? Yeah, <laughs> and then and then off his head goes. So that was a pretty cool one. That's a damn but, answer. <laughs> but I think. We'll probably sweep here, and the and the yeah. winner has to be Apocalypse now with with uh, Willard stabbing Kurtz, and like you said, just thematically, it's it's a good finish to what you expected to happen. Yeah, like it is leading up to this, but then when you see it, it's just very powerful. Like you said, with the score behind it, the editing in it, the lighting, it's just like you said, just him in a kind of a primal rage going at him and out-of-body experience yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. probably for him mm-hmm. is just really really powerful uh scene and and a great ending to that yeah. so yeah your like, turn to say the same thing <laughs> <laughs> you know what i did like that kill a lot and i almost went with it but god I sw- damn it no, I, you son of a bitch. I switched it up a little the fuck out. And i went it's with not it. how we do this we all agree on everything this. that's how av works yes <laughs> I went with a tie on this one. I, I like the Wrath of God beheading too. Yeah, I like the line that came right answer. before it. Uh, uh, I think it was the one where he said, that guy's about a head taller than me. We yeah. might change that today. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> you fucking did. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, the next thing he sees him getting his head lopped off of the machete. Pretty mm-hmm. wild. So, yeah. uh, And uh, I thought it was technically done really well too, so mm-hmm. I had to throw it in there for the tie. The one in Apocalypse Now that I picked though was Chief getting hit by the spear. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's something we haven't talked a whole lot about mm-hmm. yet, but yeah. that was taken from or a piece like a that was a homage to the Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I think the Chief character in that, uh, although I haven't read it, going through the notes, it was right. a death that came from that. And yeah, um, yeah. the after the fact, as he's dying, he's laying in this spear that's pierced his body. Uh, uh, Willard's kind of leaning over him, and he grabs the back of his neck and tries to like. Like his last revenge, you know, he's going to kill Willard with the same spear that killed him. And I remember while I was watching it, like, my, my fists were clenched mm-hmm. up. But, you know, it's a really tense moment. He's looking yeah. him dead in the eye. He was and, such a great character, too. You've yeah, got feelings yeah. for him. You're like, and, yeah, and man, it, we just got to make it home to his family and shit. And yeah. that moment encapsulated their relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost like one was going to be dragging the other one down I'm with him. taking you and, with yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, it was. So that That's was, a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's a very good answer. Uh, here, here's the big one. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the what the fuck, uh, which can this be going to take some time, people. So yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I was going to make a huge list of this. Oh, I could have yeah. filled up just all kinds you of have a binder. Oh, and that's just fuck. per movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah really? Uh, I mean, it's just fucking crazy. Uh, for a, a few runners up for me, <coughs> Wrath of God, um, was, uh, Klaus Kinski thinking somebody was being too loud in the root, uh, place next to him. <coughs> And shooting through the fucking wall. As they're oh, playing yeah. cards. Like yes. almost playing like cards. Killing yeah. an ex- uh, uh, the fact that they were all living on rafts, uh, being attacked by monkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Klaus and the director. Uh, when he, when he shot through that tent, didn't he blow off someone's fucking Yes, yes, yeah. yes he did. He blew off their finger. fucking yeah. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, somebody on the, on the crew. Like, yeah. Death threats. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. couldn't really do anything because they were literally out in the middle of fucking nowhere living on rafts yeah. and just. Fucking crazy. Uh, Apocalypse Now, that's the big one for me. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola uh, shot 200 hours of film for this. Uh, him, it, it's just that's, unfucking believable. Also, like I said, the machine film loader mm-hmm. film. being uh, drunk. Um, editor. Yeah. That's also yeah. when, uh, 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 I believe it was uh, uh, Dennis Hopper, 
got Martin Sheen addicted to heroin at this point, too. (laughs) (laughs) Check IMDb. It's in there. Yeah, that's where his heroin addiction started, was Apocalypse Now, and we can all thank uh, Dennis (laughs) Hopper. (laughs) And in the the Redux version, they do have him smoking opium, laying in bed. Yeah, That could have been real, too. (laughs) But it would not have surprised me. Uh, The insanity in this, people attacking each other, uh, getting shot at, uh, Mm. and just... Uh, one, <clears throat> I can't remember who they offered it to at one point, uh, Captain Willard's role, but he said, oh, fuck no, because <laughs> you'll be up there telling me what to do, and I'll spend six months in the jungle doing what you tell me. The film took 16 months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Went uh, insanely over budget. Francis Ford Coppola, I think he mo- even mortgaged his house at one mm-hmm. point. He had to put so much of his own money into this. It's insane. And, uh, oh, and Marlon Brando. Health uh, issues. <laughs> Health issues on oh, both, yeah, yeah. On both oh, sets. Yeah. Yeah, everybody yeah. was sick, and... And then Marlon Brando shows up, fat as fuck, <laughs> uh, addicted to God knows what, and he basically told Francis Ford Coppola, you know, fuck, you don't want me? Get somebody else. <laughs> but you're paying me. <laughs> End of story. So they had to shoot around him, and light. that's why the lighting was weird at the end. And yeah. I think weight, it worked out, weight, though. How much weight did he, did he have on him? I think it was an extra 50 fucking pounds. Like, I think it was more than that. I think it was like 50 to 100 pounds. Really? Like, more than that? Okay. He was fucking fat as shit. And they, they, he they was were a greedy bastard. They were trying <laughs> to sell him as like a special ops guy. Like, or, like, yeah, I didn't buy that. I'd be like, oh honest, yeah, hey, I'm a fucking ranger. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it honestly works for his character if you figure he's been holed up in the jungle with people like just... Worshipping him, yeah, like bring yeah. me food, like exactly like, like the emperor in the uh, wrath of God. Like, <laughs> I was thinking he's they, the one that gets true. all the food. So. I was thinking they could have steered into it and just had him surrounded by like fruit and melons, yeah. and just eating sloppily as he's exactly. doing his monologues. Like, yeah, just a real demo. Brandon knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to like, get in because my voice doesn't matter for shit here. But didn't they? Didn't he like rewrite his own shit? Too? <laughs> he was yeah, underprepared. Yeah, he was super I think underprepared. He was kind of like, I'll do it my way. He even told Francis Ford Coppola, "I never read the fucking script." He's like, he's like. I'll do, I'll do it my way. Just, uh, yeah, it'll just be chill fine. the fuck out. Exactly. Like Jason, I think it fucking works. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It do- I cannot. Im- well, if that ending had been any different, it would not have been and perfect. The yeah. lighting choices they were forced to make. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that you can't really see him dead on, it just adds to the fact that he's this mysterious figure through yeah. the whole right. thing. And then even when you're seeing him, you're not right. really seeing him. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's fucking. That's insane. what's honestly so fun about film <coughs> is like all these little things that you think are gonna ruin your fucking movie turn out to be just blessings. Yeah, like yep. Jaws. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the shark didn't work. Like, it's like, yeah, damn, the shark doesn't work. I'm like, that's <coughs> the best thing that could happen yep. in that movie. I'm not gonna give away like, my review, but I think it fucking worked. Yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. did. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't see it for like an hour into the movie, and like, yeah. and then when it does, it has more impact because. Yeah, but but. Yeah, but that's not at all what they wanted. <laughs> they wanted the fucking shark to work. At so the end of the day, though, I had to give my award to Wrath of God. Just the fact uh, they were going in circles. And fuck, can you imagine how mm-hmm. disappointed? I mean, I guess I'd <laughs> like, you, you mean, you've got these expectations of cities of gold, power, mm-hmm. and, you know, et cetera, and you have literally gone in circles. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. hallucinating. You're starving. I, I just went with this yeah. one because as fascinating as all the other stuff is, I wanted to stick with something that was... In the movie, your average moviegoer who's listening to this review or watching it isn't going to give two fucks about behind the scenes stuff. Like, yeah. it's, it's great. It's probably the most fascinating behind the scenes shit I've ever read for any of these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to go with something that was in the movie, and that to me was like 
what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and your what the fuck is actually what I love about that movie because that's probably, You loved that? that no, that's that's, probably that's what more, bored me so much. That's, what, that's what's realistic though, right? You're yes. on an expedition and yes. you're just going wait, wait, you, 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 yeah. me, you're, you're these soldiers and you don't know what direction you're fucking going? No, this is the 1500s too. No, they they right. they 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 you can still right. tell by the stars. Yeah, they didn't have much choice about it either. You're kind of at the mercy of the whatever tributary you have. Oh yeah, they say it floated like 15 feet overnight. Yeah. We were very underprepared. Yeah. Quick runner-ups for me. Uh, one of them is in uh, For Wrath of God. Um, Ken, uh, Herzog threatening to kill yeah. Kinski yes. if he walked <laughs> like, off the set. Like he, had, he, like he had a gun to himself or something? Well, according, according to Letterman interview, Kinski didn't even have a gun. It was, uh, I mean, Kinski had the gun. Herzog did not have a gun. But basically, it was like a, a death threat. I'll kill you yeah. if you walk off the set. And yeah. as far as I understand, not to cut you off, yeah. but... Uh, it, it gets even more perfectly German than that because he it mixed in the threat. He threatened to kill himself after that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to shoot you and then I'm going to shoot me. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes like, it more real, right? Yeah. It makes yeah. it more German. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill my fucking self. Yeah, Shit, yeah. that's thought out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other runner-up is uh, someone vomiting on with the screenplay pages. Yes. What? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Wrath of God. Yeah, I was yep. on the Wikipedia notes and I was just nuts. Ruined like, ruined the script. Oh, no, I guess I did see yeah. that. Yeah. So we ended up everything. reworking the yes. ending. Yeah, thing? yeah, well, yeah because, because the I couldn't remember anything. I did. <laughs> I remember that. That's right. That's why he couldn't remember the ending. He's uh, like, yeah, I think the ending was this. But. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, just, that's legendary. All that. But my number so one, insane. what the fuck, is Francis Ford's Coppola stealing Apocalypse Now away from George Lucas. Yes. So this wow. is interesting. You I have to, fucked George. I have man. to read this from beginning <laughs> to the end. Okay. So in November 1968, George Lucas first took an interest in John Malou's script for Apocalypse Now and planned to direct it in a documentary style so it looked like a newsreel. Unfortunately, in July 1969, Coppola reached a deal with Warner Brothers to finance seven films and announced to Lucas that one of them was Apocalypse Now, even though Coppola hadn't read the script or been involved with it in any way. When Warner Brothers later abandoned Apocalypse Now after THX 1138 bombed, Lucas still consulted on the script, brought on Gary Kurtz as a potential producer, and in 1972 even sent out Kurtz to scout locations in the Philippines and Hong Kong. But Coppola went budge, and neither would the new studio that had uh, Apocalypse Now Columbia. And by the time uh, Coppola did budge in 1974, Lucas had already moved on to Star Wars. Wow. So that's the period of 8, 9, 11, 12, 13, like like six years yeah. or like and then uh yeah so we'll never know what lucas would have done with it wow. possibly it would have been crazy. good oh, but yeah, totally, it wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. as good a movie but still we'll never know it's just a weird yeah. behind the scenes story of like crazy. the it path that film <laughs> took even before it actually began production yeah. yeah i don't think it would have been That's better it. but that was when lucas was in his prime American yeah graffiti, exactly fucking, yeah, you know, yeah star wars right. i mean you can't dispute like it 1138 so yeah. i mean those are some prime gotta be in a certain mood for that one true you can't dispute it would have been way different though Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't hear yeah. that. Um, obviously, like you guys said, there's a thousand fucking what the fucks mm-hmm. behind the scenes and stuff. I have a couple from Wrath of God. Well, mine are from Wrath of God. One of them, I don't know if it jumped out to you guys, the pan flute player in oh, that. Yeah, wow. yeah, that was like, he I sucked it. ass. He like, did. I loved it, though. He reminded me of a little kid trying to play those recorders. recorders. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, but he's half the time he's like, yeah. uh-huh. and he's like not doing anything. But then I read somewhere else that like he was like, 
I guess this retarded like villager. <laughs> <that they got. laughs> Are you serious? I, I felt that. really bad because I'm like, oh, well, now it's not that you just you suck. made fun like, of the retarded. I made fun of the retarded guy. Um, so I felt really bad, but like oh, he still man. sucked. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because he just comes retarded, in, he plays yeah. his little. I don't care how fucking retarded you are, you suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, they could have they could have trimmed it a little bit because he's sitting there playing his flute. Yeah. And you're like, can you play Twinkle Twinkle Little yeah. Star, motherfucker? He's like, oh, I got this. Uh, so he was kind of, that was kind of funny. Is he a head taller than me. Um, the other what the fuck? Well, I kind of already touched on this. Is when um, I think it's the emperor guy, and and there's a shot of him I think from the back, and they're floating down the river, and he's just like. This is Spain now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I own this now. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. I, know. I know people thought like that back in the day, but it's like it's just kind of such a pompous like yeah. thing. Like I'm floating down the river. Like, this is now belongs yeah. to Spain. You're like, what the fuck you are you, dude? Like, you I expected know. him to be pissing off the rap. Yeah. Oh, the hair is mine. Oh, the hair is mine. It's just such a pompous yeah. fucking like mentality to be like, this is ours now. Fuck you guys. Like what? Spain's awesome. Spain's awesome. <laughs> this is ours. You're like you didn't even do anything. You're just floating down a river, and you're just <laughs> proclaiming all of this stuff is yours now. That's how they um, did shit, man. They I know savage as fuck. <laughs> that's what's so yeah messed up about that. But my big what the fuck? Or no, I got one more runner up. Sorry, great. <laughs> one more runner up was we touched on this briefly too. Is when those natives come up and and the priest or whatever is like, oh, let's share with them the good word and he hands them the Bible and the guy like listens to it like what the fuck is this thing like, he doesn't know what a book is and because, and because he had the audacity to not know what a book was he's like fucking kill him yeah. that's blasphemy you're like dude this is your man this, of God this is the this person is your man of God yeah, yeah. God it, it's like, cur- oh, you don't know him fuck you it's like, it's like the native thought the book was a tape player or something so fucking kill him yeah. does this like, play black <laughs> he's like what is this thing he's shaking up what what how dare he do that I'm like he doesn't know what the fuck it is and they're like, they're like he's wearing a diaper for fuck's yeah. sake they're like kill him kill them both yeah. blasphemy you're like wow that's pretty hardcore I mean, that, that probably could have happened oh i'm you sure know, i know they i'm were, sure they were hard but it's just for God i can't wrap my head around it nowadays going yeah. somewhere and be like here look at this and someone's like what the fuck is that I'd be like how do you not know die yeah. Yeah. what's crazy that's die. probably happened hundreds of thousands of <laughs> 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 Absolutely. here's the word of god what is yeah, this you don't yeah, yeah that you. was one of the main <laughs> episodes in human history was that yeah. exact scene happening was over all and over the place yeah. <laughs> yeah. everywhere <laughs> we, we did it to the native americans yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 it was just yeah it was that you was so <laughs> so bizarre but my big what the fuck was honestly like killing the bull like showing that mm. the actual slaughter mm. like i don't know like that that's just me personal like that's mm. just really intense and yeah. kind of grotesque to me especially since it's that was real one. yeah, yeah it was real and i like i understand it from a certain perspective but it's also like 1979 so like yeah. you can do yeah. ed- edits and mm. shit like that it doesn't have to be real yeah I know it lended itself to the editing and, and like as we said, like the power of that scene uh, juxtaposed with Kurtz. But I don't know, just the fact that they, they filmed like them slaughtering, they're like, yeah, let's use that. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't really need yeah. to use that. Don't you ever watch Cannibal Holocaust? <laughs> no, I won't. And that's why. Would but, that be allowed today? Uh, maybe in the Philippines. I, yeah, if they had shot it where they did, yeah, uh, probably. But yeah, I don't edition. know. 
I mean, nowadays there's <laughs> organizations uh, that monitor stuff like that, so I don't know if they were around back there then would at least in, like, be 79. Have there would be huge backlash oh, yeah. about that. Like I said, I understand it because there were probably, like, real natives or some shit. I don't mm -hmm. know. And it was probably a real ritual they were doing, which is I'm fine with. But, like, they didn't necessarily have to show mm -hmm. actual slaughter. So I, I don't you. know. I, so, I just think it helps so that with the intensity. Of it the does scene, help, yeah. but at the same time, it's kind of like what the fuck? Like they they really <laughs> went with this and, and showed this. So for me, that was my big what the fuck. Yeah, I'll piggyback right on. So top I guess of it goes. To, <laughs> it, I guess it goes to apocalypse. Marshall is yeah. a vet tech, though. So. Yes. Oh yeah, well, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the animal cruelty in both films is is what was my oh, main what the fuck. I guess too? I could have given yeah. one to him chucking the monkey off the raft. I mean, I mean, what I read, all the monkeys were fine, and he actually like saved them because they were going to transport them out of the country or something and he's yeah. like oh but i'll take them to this place or something and then he, he ended up just he taking posed them back as a veterinarian yeah. yeah yeah he's yeah. like i gotta do health certificates mm. on these guys and they just swiped, put them back in the jungle swiped a bunch so. of monkeys yeah you that was crazy well i mean <laughs> even <laughs> even just the the scene with the horse there was a lot yeah. of craziness there oh, and just, yeah there, there yeah. were a lot of and, and again because it was shot back in the early 70s like well that horse probably died but i think he yeah. probably was fine but i mean just some of the like yeah, he's nose deep in water he's yeah. fine <laughs> well, they were just, well he got to the bank so i'm like i think he's probably okay yeah and some of those shots just weren't clean like you could tell yeah. that was that was a horse getting dumped off the edge yeah <laughs> there, was, there was no like run through and, and like, horse yeah, yeah. <laughs> so neither neither one of like, those of these movies got that like no animals were harmed during the production this is like, why we have cgi no. yeah both yes. those were, yeah exactly so that that was crazy i'm trying to think if we touched all the behind the scenes stuff probably not I, I know we didn't even put a dent in the fucking. Yeah, bag. yeah, we could yeah. be here all day with that. Um, Martin Sheen had a fucking heart attack, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He had health problems on both. Uh, Who on, did? On both. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, he had some sort road. of mental breakdown. I don't know if that was because of the heroin addiction. He, yeah. <laughs> he picked yeah, like, up. They or, were just. Yeah. They were. Oh, Tropic Thunder. He says you got to drop him in the shit to make a great movie. Yeah. Apocalypse Now and Wrath of God are proof. That that that's true. They they got dropped in the shit and yeah. I've obviously got problems with Wrath of God, but it is still a solid fucking movie. Yeah. These guys were dropped in the shit. And then there's there's <laughs> plot points that are worth mentioning as far as what the fuck goes. And like specifically when they drop women into both scenarios in both movies. So in Wrath of God, you gotta think these two women uh came over on like a crazy leaky ship all the way from Europe and now they're dragging them through the jungle and mm -hmm. and it's just what would possess somebody to put uh, these two kind of defenseless girls mm. out there with this group of like, yeah. like let's be real murderers. They're all killers, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, to drag them out there, that was nuts. And then the playmate mm. episode <laughs> in in, in Apocalypse. Yeah. Is oh, just, it got even crazier. Like said in the, the Redux version. Yes, yes. Oh so man, he, he painted seen, her face, painted his own face, and ripped the shit out of her. That, that's one of the craziest oh God, scenes, damn. like committed to film, that kind of got out there. It's it's yeah. wild. Yeah. So uh, both of those, I think, are worth a mention as well. So which one did yours go to? Uh, I think my official one was just the 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 way that they shot animals yeah. in both these movies was right. pretty it's striking. Pretty. Yeah. Okay, Whew, that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got that out. Yeah, uh, except, and I, I I know damn good and well we missed a lot, but oh, yeah. you know people go, yeah, go to IMDb, IMDb Wikipedia, take take your pick. Yeah, uh, it's a fun read. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, next up, uh, best quote. Mine went to shocker apocalypse now. Uh, Captain Willard. Everyone gets what he wants. I wanted a mission from, and for my sins, they gave me one. Brought it up to me like room service. That's I, I, yeah, I don't know how to, to really... <coughs> I think that kind of speaks for itself. You've got this guy who had earlier said, when I was here, all I could think about was home. And when I was home, 
all I could think about was being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, like you said, uh, the two soldiers kind of came. They've got this mission to go kill another you know, very prominent American soldier. And they did. They brought it to him like fucking room service. Yeah. And uh, just really powerful message there. All right. So my best quote, also Apocalypse Now. <clears throat> You're an errand boy sent by Grocery Kurtz to collect a bill. Kurtz to Willard. I just felt there was so much uh, truth in mm-hmm. that statement that he did. Willard did not have any power save what the government gave him. Uh, he wasn't a soldier because he wasn't really fighting anyone. <clears throat> he wasn't an assassin because Kurtz had been expecting him. So Willard could not sneak up on him and kill him. So he wasn't either of those things. So he's just a tool of the government. And uh, yeah, so what Kurtz is saying is truth. And um, no matter how badly <laughs> Willard does not want to hear that. So that's why he gets my best quote. just so much right truth on. in that. Nice. Uh, I had a couple little runners up. Um one of them was from <clears throat> Wrath of God when he says that man is a head taller than me. That man <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> one, yes. You knew it was going <laughs> to yeah. happen, man. Um, that one was pretty good. Uh, another one from that film is more funny. I don't know if it's just because of the English dub. I don't know if in what language he said it in initially, if he German. acted the same <laughs> way, German maybe. But like I think it was one of the first guys to get hit with an arrow or a spear. I don't know if you watched the same version. He just they like, just cut to him and he's got a spear in him. He's like, I yeah. thought it would hurt much more than this. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, so and then calm, he's very calm. He's just like, I thought it would hurt more than this. Like, <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> yeah. He played it just so like, oh wow, I've got a spear in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, shit, like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit happens. I'm dead now. You know, you know compared was, to what was going on, maybe that was a fucking relief. There, yeah. Maybe a lot of those <laughs> deaths so, happened without like a lot of high drama. They were yeah. almost nonchalant. There weren't big yeah. music breaks to them, and there wasn't yeah. like a lot of like action shots. It was just, oh, I'm hit. Yeah, he's just floating down a river now, so he's got a spear. Hearing him, like, oh, I thought that was gonna. It was just like I thought, like he, he knew it was gonna happen. I guess he's like, I thought it was gonna hurt more than this. Like I knew I was gonna get hit by the spear at some point on this trip, yeah. but I thought it was. Well, they got those <laughs> on, on both sides, and they're on a raft. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of places. I mean, you're, yeah. you're either yeah. gonna get shot or you're gonna jump in the fucking river. That's know? true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then another runner-up, which is like the classic one that Kurtz gives at the very end, his last words, the horror, right, right, the horror, right. which yeah. is from Heart of Darkness, mm-hmm. which yeah. you can interpret in just a myriad of ways, oh, like yeah. the horror of. The war um, of what he's become, his descent into madness. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, that's just a great yeah. quote. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. two lines. I don't know. My favorite, I guess, when it when I watched these movies, the one that jumped out to me. I just loved Charlie Don't Surf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. sir, like they I, own I, this beach. Charlie Don't Surf. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I I love that character, mm-hmm. and so I think that was just a perfect. Response from it because what did they, yeah, what do they ask him? They're like, oh, like uh, they're uh, t- this beach belongs to, yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, Charlie. And he's beach. just like, Charlie don't surf. Charlie don't surf. Did you get the feeling <laughs> yeah. that he wiped out that beach just oh, yeah. so he could go fucking surf? Pro- yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Oh, and that's God. why I think that, yeah, okay, good. well, I think that's me. how they talked him into doing it, right? That's how they yeah, talked yeah. him into yeah, doing it. Yeah, that's true. Six foot waves, you know, really? Yeah, oh, let's go. Yeah, let's go surfing, you fuckers. Yeah, I don't know. That was just a that was. A, a good little quote that I think summed up that guy's character specifically. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, Charlie don't serve. Yeah. So I'm taking the speech. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was my favorite. Okay. I went with, with his uh, Robert Duvall's character, same scene, but the napalm quote. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. that is so it's one, classic. It's very yeah. iconic. It's, it's like, it's <clears throat> super quoted. It's often misquoted. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot longer. People mm-hmm. tend to condense it yeah. down a little bit more. But I mean, 
it, it it sums up exactly what the guy's all about. And they just like you said, they he wanted to go surfing, so he went and leveled a village. And mm. you see him uh, <laughs> just with machine like precision kill like you know what you can assume are civilians because a lot of them are kids. And then yeah. turn around and show a measure of compassion when he's getting you know the one injured kid out of there. But mm-hmm. at the same time, have this weird like disconnectedness to where he's also trying to have a good time he's a really complex crazy character and, mm-hmm. and that little scene right there just sums it all up it's yeah, pretty cool and uh, i actually had a tie for this one too because uh agire is a head taller line is really good <laughs> that is good <laughs> yeah it's, it's so subtle he had others too and like when he's declaring go ahead well, I was say, and the, the guy clearly knows what he means by yeah it, it was the mm-hmm. same with the cannons are getting rusty yeah and the dude knows what that means yeah. <laughs> like, Let, let's yeah and uh such a Dude. German movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And when he declares himself the wrath of God, when he's talking about if I want the birds to fall dead yeah. from the trees, yeah. that's what will happen. And and just you can see the the delusion of grandeur, yeah. the God complex has totally set in. in that film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's great. What a crazy fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next up, best score soundtrack, Apocalypse Now. You know, I, I if if Wrath of God had even had a soundtrack, I didn't notice it. Mm. I just didn't. <clears throat> Apocalypse Now, like I said, a lot of that was The Doors. That song, The End, just, I don't know, if you haven't heard that song, fucking look that shit up on YouTube or whatever, I don't give a <laughs> fuck how you do it, just do it, and then watch Apocalypse Now, and just the whole song, I, I feel like almost Jim Morrison somehow saw into the future, is <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I got a great fucking song for that movie, and, and wrote The End, it, it just, and there's also a lot of other uh, sound scores throughout the film, you know, especially at the end and stuff, but just... That song with this movie is the perfect fucking pairing. Yeah. I also go with the best soundtrack for Apocalypse Now. Not so much because of the score by Carmine Coppola and Francis Ford Coppola, because that was understated for the most part. But yeah, the songs. Uh, aside from This Is The End, The Ride of the Valkyries during the attack on the beach, mm-hmm. and even uh, Suzy Q during the Playboy Playmate USO <laughs> show, it just seemed to fit really well themat- thematically. Or just uh, bring just the right amount of energy to the scene. So that's why I had to give it best soundtrack to that movie. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go a different route. Okay. And and I do love the score or the soundtrack for Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. I don't know where... I can't remember where it falls with like Full Metal Jacket and Platoon and all those other war mm-hmm. movies necessarily. <clears throat> but I think maybe it's just in hindsight like... Anytime there's a war movie, a Vietnam movie now, like they all sound like Apocalypse now. They all have to use like Rolling Stones. They all have to use CCR. CCR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like so like they're all yeah. the same now. <laughs> so I don't know if this was necessarily the first one to really use that type of sure. music. But yeah, they do fit really well, like you said, with uh, the Doors and and whatnot. But I went with Wrath of God with Florian Frick, who I he needed, like he was the composer, but like his he was with a band too. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the band. Um, like a German techno they were, band. They, they <laughs> were friends with Herzog, Autobahn. too. Yeah, they, they yeah. worked with him a couple times. Yeah, but that one, the score for that one, I felt uh, just mirrored that tone really well. Yeah. Um, it was very cool. They talk about it in like some extra stuff about how they created the kind of haunting uh, vocals, but it's, it's, it's really just... Uh, synth stuff but it sounds like this haunting choir mm-hmm. and yeah, i don't yeah. know it just it felt very haunting and very surreal and i think that just played into the emotion of that that madness and descent mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. in that movie I, I just felt like that fit more the sc- the score for apocalypse now i couldn't tell you i, I can't 
sure. remember anything about the actual score other than the soundtrack, those songs. So I had I had to give it to Wrath of God just for the. I, I felt like that fit better and had more of an impact. So yeah, uh, Apocalypse has some great musical moments for sure, but I thought Wrath of God that that instrument and it was it was some sort of special organ that they put together it played like 30 tracks back to back with one another to give it like a sort of like a choir feeling um but it was very uh artificial sounding at the same time and repetitive and uh i just thought it was more integral like it to the entire mood of it you know and also that pan flute i actually <laughs> liked that they use it yeah it's a well, neat little addition it, to it and it starts as this, it. yeah. And it, well, it's so repetitive, and it starts as this, as this like upbeat, like Disney esque sort yeah. of sort of line, and he keeps that going as they're getting That's picked true. off, as they're getting further away, as things are getting more. I dire. suppose it did actually drive me a little crazy because he yes. played like the same little thing over and over and over. Yeah, and like, are you retarded? Oh wait, And these people are My dying bad. and going crazy around him, and you'll notice um, if you watch close, some of the Indians, the people they've taken slaves are kind of peeling off bit by bit as it goes along and yeah. you gotta Fuck imagine this. yeah, yeah they're, they're just like, watching these gonna conquerors die yeah. I'm gonna get naked and join those <laughs> tribes people man. right yeah, and he's, he's using this pan flute and it's like almost agging him on almost yeah. like you know are you enjoying yourselves you think you're you're headed towards victory like just wait a little bit longer and, That's cool. and that organ they used yeah, it, was, it was haunting so yeah. I went with Wrath of God nice alright uh, next up uh, best screenplay uh, again, I went with Apocalypse Now. I mean, just so much more to it. Such a fleshed-out story. Whereas Wrath of God, hey, let's go uh, find the city of gold and we'll go in fucking circles while we do it. No, yeah, we'll pick each other off one by one. The end. Yeah. You know? That's all there was to it for me. I mean, maybe I didn't look deep enough into it. Maybe I just didn't well, want to. and there's puke on the screen. Oh, yes, and puke. <laughs> Can't forget that. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely, Apocalypse Now, so much to it from start to finish. Oh, one Man's Journey going even crazier than what he already is at the beginning. Uh, you know, just, the whole Vietnam... you got Vietnam almost in the background mm. of this. You know, the mm -hmm. war is just a background story for what's going on. Uh, and they both intertwine. Uh, just, just a perfect fucking screenplay, really. I mean, what a great story. I also went with John <clears throat> Milou and Francis Ford Coppola for Apocalypse Now. It's a solid tribute to, Army of, to uh, Heart of Darkness, we also felt that a little bit of touches of Alice in Wonderland, just this series yeah. of increasingly insane adventures and uh, mm -hmm. Descent into Madness theme as well. That. So they went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Milou and Coppola create compelling characters. And uh, it, just their vision of Vietnam as a deadly, crazy, mad place where no one's safe and eventually everything goes to shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. That's pretty much how it went. Yeah. It but also like the contrast between the poetry... <laughs> of the um, narration and with the contrasting with the uh, reality of the dialogue of how these characters react to war and um, mm -hmm. um, every, just how everything plays out as chaotic, uh, it's like controlled chaos. So best screenplay. Yeah, for, for sure. Apocalypse Now. Right. Yeah, this was an easy one. It had to go to John Milieu or whatever for uh, Apocalypse Now. Because uh, there really wasn't much of a screenplay for Wrath of God. Like you said, I think it was all in his head mainly. And it was kind of, I mean, they didn't even storyboard the movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, I got this idea for a movie. Let's go mm -hmm. in the jungle and shoot it, yeah. <laughs> um, which is badass, uh, especially for how it turned out. So, you know, turned out really well for just kind of being a guerrilla style <laughs> film. But the, the, the script for Apocalypse Now is just so more substantive. Um, and in the turn, if, if we break it down to which one 
probably better represented Heart of Darkness yeah, yeah. than Apocalypse Now, hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Had a lot more distinct references to it. Mm-hmm. With the quote at the too. end. Yeah, horror, horror. Yeah. The actual name of Kurtz. Yeah. Um, kind of the mission to go in and 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 track down this this rogue person yeah. whereas in the book he was like a they're in a, some sort of trade foreign yeah. trade but he finds them all malaria f- ridden and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, also there's the uh, american <laughs> journalist substituted for the russian in uh, heart mm. of darkness yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah yeah so there's a lot more parallels to heart of mm. darkness in mm. apocalypse now so i think that <clears throat> is just more well done as far as if you're going to tie it to that that, that they took a lot more uh, from that book, yeah. um, and just did a yeah, just did a superb job. Dialogue, mm. fantastic in it. So yeah, is easy pick for me to poc- Apocalypse Now. Me too. I thought Apocalypse was great, and it, it explored a lot of the same themes while like adding in just so many. It's you mm-hmm. you have to take note of just <clears throat> how many different how crazy of a story it is that they tell mm-hmm. with that movie. Just you know the TikTok of it, oh, the yeah. things that happen minute to minute. The themes they explore, I, I think, stick a lot closer to Heart of Darkness. And even some of like the problems that people had, some of the critics of, of the original are, are present in this one. So some of the more uh, heavy criticisms of Heart of Darkness um, when it first came out were from people in Africa that are saying, like, you're trying to explore these themes of colonialism, maybe bad, but you're using um, you know African native people, even though you're juxtaposing them to kind of show how uh, supposed civilized societies participate in savagery you're also um portraying us as as uh you know backwards and mm-hmm. sort of and and there was a lot of that here too you know with the vietnamese people are yeah. almost props in a lot of ways or um and it goes part and parcel with it but you know i still despite being somewhat problematic i think it was really really good yeah uh next up <clears throat> best cinematography uh this was kind of a tough one but again uh, apocalypse now Showed so much more. I'm sensing a theme. Yes, <laughs> and you should. <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, uh, damn, uh, Wrath of God. I felt like I was seeing just the same. Maybe that was maybe the point. Mm. But either way, I didn't fucking like it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just I was oh, watching, this is over an hour and a half of pretty much the same. Uh, you know, at the very beginning, you had them walking through the jungle, you had something, and then but once you're on that river, you're on that fucking river. They said, "Oh, we're going in circles for days now." You've been going in circles for like every five minutes, for as far as I'm, what I'm, I'm watching here. Sure. Uh, cinematography, you had, you know, great explosions. You, I mean, it showed that napalm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fucking badass. Uh, the explosions, the, the firefights, just everything just looked beautiful in Apocalypse Now. And again, so much more to it. I, I had to give it that. I actually went with another, my second tie on this one. Uh, first, uh, Vittorio Storauer for Apocalypse Now did a really beautiful job. You had the helicopter shots, especially the attack on mm-hmm. the seaside village. Just, just the variation of the shots as well. Um, Side for side shots, head-on shots, etc., etc. Uh, his use of natural light, sunlight. There's like the shot of um, uh, Lance. I think it is. He's stroking the kitten while he's on the boat as the sun rises over the river. No. Just a beautiful shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This is the yeah, dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also the use of artificial lights. The lights on the Dolong Bridge and the flares going off. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, even the like the Playboy Playmate USO show, how brightly that that is, how garish, just to exaggerate what that, that type of show would be. Um, really great close-ups to show the characters' emotions um, for the perspective shots. And also going back to that uh, USO show, the shot of that guy dangling from the helicopter while yes. the big crowd is <laughs> cheering around. Just, just yeah. how nuts that is. How <laughs> it 
conveys the energy of that moment. Um, so that's that film. Uh, also, they also decided to do Aguirre, or Aguirre Wrath of God just because of the opening shot of the film where they show the caravan going down the mountain is just so beautiful, that yeah, series of nice. shots. Yep. Um, and also the closing shot, the panning shots of uh, Aguirre on the raft as um, all this stuff is going around him. He's spiraling into madness, so the camera mm-hmm. literally spirals, or spirals around him. Yeah. Um, also, in terms of close-ups, the shot of Aguirre cradling his dead daughter, I thought was one of the genuinely mm-hmm. emotional, touching shots in the film, and moments in the film. So, that's why I had to give a tie to both films. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a tie here. But I think, I think I'm going to have to follow suit i think i'm gonna have to give a tie because i had it going to wrath of god Mm -hmm. because cinematically like i just can't imagine the shit that the dp had to go through in that film to set everything up and do those shots and especially like you said that circling shot i don't know how they did that like did they have steady cams back Mm -hmm. then they didn't have fucking like drones you can't zip around like (laughs) like i don't and it was so clean um and then he had to have shot all natural light. Like, mm-hmm. you're in the exactly. middle of a fucking jungle. Like, yeah. you're not going to yeah. set up strobes. Mm-hmm. And stuff. It's going to like, cord. It's like, yeah, let's run a stinger <laughs> yeah. for the next 10 miles to the uh, nearest town. Like, you can't do that. You have a budget for strobes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all natural light. And it looks, I thought it looked, yeah, I know the scenery gets monotonous, <clears> but it looked beautiful. And that first shot was just, I was just like yeah, blown away. Was. I was like, holy shit, mm, this yep. is beautiful. Um, so he's got to give props for, for what he was able to do with what he had in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I guess I have to tie because you're right. Apocalypse Now is just a gorgeous film, yeah. and the technical side of that of setting up all that stuff and just you know the the time put into okay we're gonna napalm this. Let's make mm-hmm. sure all the cameras are in the right spot. It, it, like that stuff has just got to be daunting. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he shot 200 hours, so I'm sure yeah. the DP yeah. was like, "Fuck, dude! Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> let's wrap this up." Right. Like. Uh, and, and I can't imagine you, you can do that shot so many times. You yeah, know, exactly. Like, well, it's we like, fucked up. This area is nothing but a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know well, I mean? it's like Tropic Thunder where they fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> they blow everything up yeah. and like the camera wasn't running or something. Like, that would be horrible. Um, we burnt half of Vietnam. Yeah. We're have to go over to Thailand so, or something. You know? I, yeah, I guess I could give it a tie because there's a lot of really impressive shots in that film. There's a lot of just beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, it's got to be a tie. I could have easily given it a tie too, but I had used them both already. So I, <laughs> now the other ties I think meant a little more to me. So for this one, I think it's I'm safe going with just Apocalypse Now. Like there's just so many impressive aspects. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll second like you guys made a lot of good points about it. Yeah. Um, some of the you, you were talking about the lighting, and I thought some of the lighting uh, choices they made. Whether it was there's a couple different points um, which Willard is covering his face from bright light, whether it's the strobes or um, looking out his window. Uh, in in uh, is it Shanghai? I'm sorry, I can't remember the city. Uh, the hotel in the oh, beginning. He's in Saigon. Yeah, Saigon. He's in Saigon. Right, yeah. not yeah. Shanghai. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, it's all Asia. <laughs> and then the, uh, the the there's a part where he's talking to the French colonialists and like in the Redux yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where so they're where the all fuck do those guys come from. <laughs> they're sitting in this big manor, and um, you know, they're they're kind of they're sort of giving him their point of view and the way he's seated there's light coming through the window where he yeah. has to actually block the light from his face a few times and then Brando at the end having his face obscured with the light mm-hmm. was really cool but it's worth mentioning uh, Wrath of God for sure like and the opening scene struck me so the the 
the way that he just lets the shot the shot just sit mm-hmm. and and it kind of <clears throat> the depth that it it was great man the repetitiveness of the jungle and just um you know you didn't need a bunch of panning helicopter shots and stuff to give you the sense of the immense like just mm-hmm. the vastness of this jungle so mm-hmm. he did really well but i thought apocalypse did it better John. Uh, next up, uh, <clears throat> best supporting uh, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> Marlon Brando. I mean, like I said, he, easily the most powerful character, for me, most powerful character in both movies. And so complex. And like mm-hmm. I said, we felt, by the time they got to him, I felt like I knew him. You know, like I said, his presence, he wasn't even there. Yeah. And he was, yet he still was, just mentally and emotionally, through the whole movie, you've heard so much about him, what he did, maybe why he did it, uh, what's going to happen to him when he gets there, and so forth. And the performance he gave, I mean, what a fucking psychopath. He was everything. I, f- few times does something, you know, match my expectations. It usually uh, goes way below it, because I, I think it's something so much greater than what they actually give me. But this time, it, it, it didn't happen. I mean, it was just perfect. The guy was, you know, an, an insane genius, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you know, he clearly lost his mind, but he's still fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And what a dark, you know, character. You can see it in his face. You know, you even like, you know, of course it's covered by shadow 90% of the time, but when it isn't, you can still see it, the emotion in his eyes and just how far gone this man is. And, and Brando just, like I said, maybe he didn't intend to, maybe he was like, you know what, fuck this movie, I just want some cash, whatever. But it worked, and, and it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went with Apocalypse now, but I went with Frederick Forrest as chef. Right. Uh, he, he's uh, good just, good he shows a, a wide range of emotions. He's um, he's afraid of dying. He's, he shows manic excitement during the battle scenes. Uh, he's hoping for the future, his future as a chef, as a saucier. He's looking back on time with family. He's just... And he, he doesn't he like la- tigers. No, he uh, <laughs> doesn't like tigers. Right, he lays it no. all out there. Uh, <laughs> I thought he gave it delivered a very charismatic, very sympathetic performance. Yeah, he did. So uh, I just, I just really liked his performance. That's why I give it a uh, best supporting actor. Right on. Yeah. Maybe that's why we're brothers. Because okay. I honestly, cool. I picked the same thing. All I picked right. Frederick Forrest and Chef. Okay. He, I, it's it's interesting because I think in this movie he was the most well defined character. Yeah. He had the best kind of. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he, he, you knew, and it was surprising. Like, mm-hmm. you, you kind of go in, yeah. you've heard enough, you know, about Brando yeah. and Sheen and, like, these guys. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was really surprised, like, how authentic mm-hmm. Chef came mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. just seemed like a really authentic Vietnam guy. Yeah. And, well, well, he lost and, his mind at one point, and he was, I didn't interrupt yeah. you, but he's like, no, I like, just wanted to cook. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Just on the boat. He's exactly. Crying. I don't need yeah. this shit. Yeah, exactly. I did not and sign it's up so for So believable. Shit. Yeah, like he was very yeah. powerful. Like, yeah, I, it, yeah. he has a full arc. Yeah, and, and then by the time in the end, when when you know you find out he dies, yeah. super graphically, it's striking. It's shocking. Yeah. It's like, you don't God like seeing it. it. Yeah. Like, ah, man. And it's like with some of these other guys, it's it's so saddening because mm-hmm. you've. you've developed a bond with this guy you're like he's just a normal guy he just wants to cook and he gets swept yeah. up into vietnam and like he doesn't want to fucking be there he does his job though uh and he i like i said i don't know he just played really really well i was really surprised at how uh strong of a performance yeah. he yeah, gave for he that good. So, i also want to especially note the scene where they raid the boat how he just loses his mm-hmm, shit when yeah. they when they start uh yeah tearing like apart the boat and gunning people down he's saying what the fuck are you doing yeah. basically and it's yeah. just just really it's a fucking puppy <laughs> yeah because really he was the only on the boat right when they, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's an intense scene but yeah like he's yeah he almost got shot yeah he almost gets shot by the guys he's like what the fuck is going on right he's like i'm not leaving this fucking puppy yeah that's, that's a choice. great pick. I could. Yeah, it is good. I didn't really think about good it. Pick under the radar. Uh, I couldn't 
picked Robert Duvall for sure, but I went with Brando as well. Fuck yeah. They're both, <laughs> both fun characters, but I mean, by the time you get to him, and and it's just crazy because you, you can tell, like, looking at it from the outside, he is just there doing his own thing, but he's a, he's so, like, magnetic that he can do that. He can just show yeah. up and, like, I'm going to do my monologues and do yeah. them like this. Like, yeah, it was great, so I went with him. Nice. Right on. Uh, best actor, lead actor, or actress, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shocker, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> and Martin Sheen. I mean, just maybe it's because he was so fucked up mm-hmm. during this movie. Maybe it wasn't acting at all for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> maybe, Nobody acted in this movie. <laughs> they just all showed all up and was like, yeah. you know, you're fucked, you're fucked, yeah. you're fucked. But, uh, you know, it just showed. Like I said, maybe it was because like, he was battling alcoholism and I'm shooting up heroin now. Yeah. I know that that's the time. But God, what a great fucking job. You know, even in his voice when he was narrating. Uh, you could hear his voice, and and you could see his face, and it just matched up. The guy, I don't think he's made a better movie than this. I'm not a huge Martin Sheen fan, mm-hmm. but this was. I mean, this, to me, this from everything I've seen from him, this was, you know, his performance, his best performance of his entire career. I don't think he'll. Maybe he needs to get back on heroin again. I don't <laughs> or <laughs> too late, maybe I don't know. But at uh, this advanced age, why not? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> well, I just shot up two years. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, seriously, just and you could see this man has been through the shit. You know, whether in the movie or in life, whatever, and it just showed, and he acted it out great. Yeah, I also went with the part with Martin Sheen as Captain Willard in Apocalypse Now. He just so, does so much with that one expression, just looking blankly and staring. It's just it's such an intense expression, but he can do so much with it. He can express fear. He can express disillusionment. He can express determination. Um, and yeah, also just the and also his job as the voiceover work as a narrator. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so compelling. Yeah, mm-hmm. just showing how disillusioned he is with the war and how focused he is on the mission. Just the commitment that he puts into the movie. He has to get best best actor for me. Right um, <clears throat> I'm going Apocalypse now as well, uh, but not with you guys. Okay. There, there's so <laughs> many great performances in this movie. There really, really are. Yeah. Um, and this just said best actor. It didn't say best lead. Yeah. So okay. right my best actor, I gave it to Robert Duvall for yeah. Lieutenant Kilgore. He did do good. <sighs> Everybody, like you said, have we've said, like owned their part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Sheen, I felt like maybe it's just his character. Like he kind of disappeared at times along the journey yeah. in the boat. Mm-hmm. So he kind of fell into the background a little bit for me. Um, when he's on screen, he was obviously very solid. But Robert Duvall, I don't know. He just was so believable in that role yeah. and he's just such a I guess in the grand scheme of that film he's such a different character like everyone else seems broken and he's like he just mm-hmm. owns it mm-hmm. he's like this is my job it's I'm like gonna he knows what do he's my doing. job I'm gonna play when I want to play and surf you know like and then when I have to like blow shit up I'm gonna fucking blow shit up like he, he's the only one that seems like comfortable in confident. his role confident. And, yeah mm-hmm. confident and comfortable in his role of what he does there um and he just, he seems like a good leader of men there. Like he he has their respect, and uh, he seems like a good commander. I, so I, I again like it had been a long time since I'd seen this, and I was just kind of struck by like how strong that performance was. Mm-hmm. Like the other ones, I kind of knew. I knew like Brando was going to be good, and I knew Sheen was going to be good. But yeah. Robert Duvall's like, oh shit, like kind of really good. Yeah. Like I forgot like how like much he just owned this role and like how impressive. He's it was. gone downhill over the years too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was like a pinnacle for a lot of people, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so he dropped in the shit. <laughs> yep. So I went with Robert DeBall. Right on. Those are both good picks. I guess I'm going to be the contrarian and I'm going to go with Klaus Kinski. Oh, right. nice. 
I thought he did. He did dig it. Man, mm-hmm. he just did a lot with what he and and like I said, it builds because he he begins to film in the periphery, and mm-hmm. even then, just from a, a look on his face, you can tell that this character is not playing on the same level as these other people. Mm-hmm. This character is looking at at, at these other people like at like tools that yeah. he can use for his own ends, and it ends up that way. He killed mm-hmm. it, and he also like. He brought in his own weird shit, like the walk that he does yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know where he. He almost came seems up with like, that. has he been maimed? He, he, yeah. They don't he, flesh it out. He, I kind of yeah, feel I like he, this wasn't his first fucking rodeo. Yeah. You know? I think I read something like they just wanted to incorporate some sort of crab like, like an injury that he had. He almost, looked like, yeah. <laughs> he almost <laughs> looked like the hunchback the way he yeah. walked and stuff. And yeah, it and just, just slithers through like this, the, the scene. Yeah, and exactly. And it adds an aura of like a history. Yeah. Like, what has this dude been yeah. around for? Yeah. Cause he's uh, unanimously the second in charge, but no one quite knows why he doesn't have a high rank. He's not a nobleman or whichever, which yeah. it's cool. It's cool to see him acting yeah. behind the throne, the power behind the throne. So <laughs> yeah. to speak. Well, the fact that a German actor could portray a, a, somebody on a Manic's expedition and I bought it. Yeah, uh, mixed that, in that's, with fucking respect yeah. right there, man. <laughs> mixed in with actual Spanish people, which yeah, is crazy. Exactly. A lot of yeah. the other actors was, were. One of these yeah. does not belong. Yeah. And you yeah. couldn't point it out. Yeah. 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 Maybe the blonde guy. <laughs> the blonde guy <laughs> with the German accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, next up, um, best scene. Uh, I, I already gave this word away once. I'm going to give it away again. I don't fucking care. No, <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Willard killing Kurtz. I mean, that yeah. is. If I were to make a top ten list of the most powerful cinematic scenes in history, this would be in my top five. Mm. I mean, just yeah. what an emotional yeah. roller coaster. Mm. It, like I said, just did not disappoint in any way for me. It's exactly what I expected. It was great. Okay. My best scene in Apocalypse Now, <clears throat> I went to the attack on the village by the beach, uh, just from the helicopter approach to the destruction of the village. I mean, great. so many very helicopter shots, like I mentioned, uh, from and also the performance of the actors in the helicopters, how they seem so pumped to. Some of them seem pumped to actually attack the village. Some of them are just excited for other reasons, just to be in the war, just to be doing something. Some of them are just mm-hmm. stoic and uh, focused on their mission. Um, and also the the combination of that, the visuals with uh, the right of the Valkyries playing, mm. just a lot of energy to that scene. So I just that was really powerful there. And um, it, is, it just also showed what was going on with the war, how, well, in this movie, how, how many, how mismatched it was with the Americans and their equipment and uh, villagers with nothing much, and they're just like sitting ducks. So it was just interesting on so many levels, so it gets me a best scene. Yeah. Well earned, too. Yeah. Uh, best scene, I guess I get, I went a little different route. I'm... A visual person so my best scene was that opening shot it just it i don't know it just it wasn't at all what i was expecting mm-hmm. out of it mm-hmm. i guess i was expecting like a shitty little 1970 german movie or something weird like <laughs> and then that opening shot i'm like holy shit like <laughs> that's just real camping I yeah mean, be great and and like you said like just the the way it was framed and and the slow movement to yeah. like pan down to you know the foreground it's just beautiful beautiful shot and i was just like really struck by it and it really sets the scene of like you're just in the heart of this jungle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there's nothing around you it's just these guys <laughs> the way um, that they play with distance and death because yeah. it starts you're seeing the trail mm-hmm. of this train yeah. of people and it's just out in the distance and you can see them snaking down and as it pulls back mm-hmm. you realize you're seeing the front of it and just the length and like yeah and i was shocked by how many because that had been at least like 100 extras or 100 mm-hmm. people easily, like, easily. through that jungle mm-hmm. like wow that's a yeah. more than i thought <laughs> uh-huh. that, 
he could get together in the middle of a jungle. It immediately so. just like cements in your <laughs> mind the motivation. idea of, yeah. like, of like the the territory that they're dealing with, the place yeah. that you're at. Yeah, that they're putting oh, yeah. In. it's great. Yeah. So that that went to the best scene for me. Just mm-hmm. that opening shot of yeah. Wrath of God. It's awesome, man. Um, for me, it was in Apocalypse. It was when they arrived at Kurt's compound uh, to mm, see just yeah. the the people gathered out good. there and just the. The insanity and, and Dennis Hopper is like that's his you know his moment when he comes that that's a big one you know it, hey, it hits home and, yeah and just like it's this this culmination that's almost a letdown because you're expecting some sort of confrontation or you're expecting to at least see the man and he's not even there but yeah. you see what he's left in his wake and you see finally see what it is you're really dealing with people, and it's you know <laughs> it's it's horrific and yeah it's that's great awesome. Uh, best director uh, Francis Ford Coppola hands down really I, I am not a fan of Werner Herzog at all uh, I've never liked any of his shit <laughs> I, I watched that there was a documentary he did about the grizzly I think you had me watch this years ago and it was a joke it was a goddamn joke and it wasn't even supposed to be uh, and that's, then, that's the real guy's life, though, Timothy Treadwell. That, that's how he yeah, lived. Yeah, 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 good for him, but how Werner directed it, what a fucking joke. <laughs> they took footage. Yeah, that's, good, that's fucking what? Timothy Treadwell. Good for him. Stay out of this. And then, uh, my son, my son, what have you done? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> this was a great concept, and, and I, I think Herzog ruined Wrath of God. It could have been so much better. What oh. I actually compared with, for me, what I, I don't like him at all. I'm dreading watching Nosferatu one of these days because I know he just fucked that up. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, Apocalypse Now, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I also went with uh, Francis Ford Coppola for Apocalypse Now. Just a singular vision. Not only did Coppola co-write it, he also co-wrote the music and he directed it. So he it was really his film. Uh, just a very strong vision of the chaos going on in Vietnam, uh, how poetic the movie was, both visually and also around the written page. So that's why I give him best director. All right, fuck you guys. I'm going with Herzog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wrath of God. Get the um, fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I think it's just because of just, uh, like I said, the guerrilla style of just going into a jungle, having an idea in your head, the story in your head, um, no storyboard, and coming out with what I thought was rather impressive, um, being threatened all the time by your lead actor. Uh, <laughs> who's a fucking psychopath yep. himself? Oh, it seems God, like he's nuts. Uh, yeah, like <coughs> threatening m- murder suicides um, just to get through it. Somehow nobody like got malaria and got sick on this sh- yeah. shoot, which is insane, or died in a rafting accident. One guy got his finger um, blown. One guy got his fingers blown off. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, I want to interview so, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I just felt like. With what he had to work with, and with where it was, and the and, and the locations they were in, and whatnot, like it was just impressive that anything decent came out of it yeah. for me. Um, so, yeah, I had to go with uh, Herzog for War Wrath of God. Yeah, I, I couldn't turn him down either for his guerrilla kind of strong arm style of directing. Um, you know, threatening your actors and and just you know everything that you just touched on. It's it, just for the fact that it's it's pretty legendary at this point, you know. And I mean, nobody mm-hmm. can take anything away from Francis Ford Coppola, but you know what he did out there in the jungle was pretty special. So I think, okay. uh, think at least Matt was right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, best pick, uh, Wrath of God. No, do we do, we, do, we do it for defining okay. moment? Do we do that for this one? Defining defining uh, moment. Do we skip that? It should be it should be a defining moment. I believe. There should yeah, be one. Should be. I have one. Oh, yeah, I've got one I do. 
Wayne doesn't have a defining Apparently moment. I didn't. Okay. Oh, He'll come up with one. Wait, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> defining moment, honestly, uh, the end of this. I mean, really, just, uh, you, you don't you don't see any, there's no credits in this. There's no opening Which, scene. And Apocalypse Now, oh. sorry. Uh, none of that. The only time you ever see, uh, see Apocalypse Now is when it's uh, graffitied mm-hmm. on the wall. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it just, just made the story, really. I mean, you you aren't watching a movie. You're, you're living an experience with these people. It, it was just so easy to imagine myself there with them. I mean, the whole, like I said, just the reality of it mm-hmm. is, you know, this really happened. Maybe not this story, but I mean, there's thousands of urban legends stories about mm-hmm. black ops doing this in Vietnam, you know, and going to Cambodia and so forth. And maybe this could have happened. Mm-hmm. And the finding moment for me is just how, the whole movie, it really, it's an experience. I think it was Josh who said that about 2001, yeah. Space Odyssey. Uh, the movie is an experience, and I didn't quite understand what it got until rewatching this, and I get that. Yeah. To me, this just isn't a movie. You're you're viewing, you know, uh, an adventure or a journey of heart of the doctors, doctors through these people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's just how beautiful this movie was. What was the defining moment? The whole movie, the movie, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty that's a, that's broad a big moment. moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a two and a half hour it's, moment. It's, uh, it's, it's literally just you living through these people. Mm-hmm. You know, His the defining whole... moment is the essence. No, by it. Yes, yeah, thank you. Apocalypse <laughs> now. Okay, my defining moment is following the tax on Dolong Bridge in Apocalypse Now, Captain, Reala- Captain Willard realizes that Vietnam is in chaos and he tells, tells one of the guys, there's no fucking CO. Yep. So it's just the very definition of snafu. Uh, everything's going crazy. It's dark. Everyone's confused. The gunfire in that scene only adds to the intensity. So it's it just really defines about what the movie whole movie is about that no one's in control and that everyone's just uh, doing everything <laughs> off of the fly and it's just uh, devolved into chaos at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, good one. I will. Oh, I have a runner up. Um, but both of these go to Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. Wayne. Uh, <laughs> good run- answer already. I don't even know what yeah, you're runner up defining good. moment. I think my runner up was the, the Ride of the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, oh, when, the yeah, helicopter. when they yeah. blast yeah. that, yeah. like the the uh, audio warfare, if yeah. you will, <laughs> to scare the villagers with, yeah. with that and coming through with the choppers. Mm-hmm. That's a big moment from that movie. But the the defining moment for me was Willard rising from the water, like that shot mm-hmm. yeah. of yeah. him coming up and... You know, he just rises, opens his eyes, and like you know, like shit's gonna go down. Mm. It's gonna come to a, a yeah. head here with with him and Kurtz. And I felt like that's when he was gone. He had yeah. just left himself, had, and there was just yeah. he wasn't even a man anymore. He was the mission. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like that's yeah. when he left his body. He like went underwater and he came up and he's like doing it. Yeah. And I'm not looking back. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's just visual visually, you know, like when you think Apocalypse Now, that shot stands out. And oh yeah, him yeah. coming mm-hmm. out of the water. So that was my defining moment. I went, I went with Apocalypse too, but I, I went with the choppers assaulting the beach to to Wagner yeah, to the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, not it's just like a it's defining of like Vietnam movies. Mm-hmm. You kind of think of that war movies in general. It, it encapsulates a lot of like a lot of the dynamic that's going on, the mentality of the. Of the young men in these choppers, kind of uh, running up on these uh, lesser equipped villagers, just just the whole thing, and and it was great, you know. Mm-hmm. Right yep. Uh, next up, next picture. Is huh? best picture. <laughs> to, okay. In, in my defense, uh, he's going to come out of left field here. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the awards list it, it had all the other awards on it. It was really hard to read. I fucked up. My apologies. <laughs> but uh, best picture goes to Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he, like I said, Wrath of God did have its merits. Maybe I've been a little too hard on it, and so forth. 
that everything the scenery was beautiful and stuff but i just maybe if i didn't watch this with apocalypse now i i would have enjoyed it better appreciated it more and had more respect for it but as is to me there's just you know other than similarity in plots with the heart of darkness there's no comparison i mean it's just like trauma compared to some oscar winning mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's such a huge difference for me I also went with Apocalypse Now for Best Picture for all the reasons I mentioned before. Uh, Coppola gets his message across about how he views the Vietnam War. And I, I saw like on the DVD I watched that in the production notes he said, "This I don't know if anyone else is going to make a Vietnam War movie, so I want this to be like the definitive version, my definitive version of what the war was like. And I think he does a really good job with it. Um, just balancing the poetry, like the visual poetry of it with the reality of what the war was like to some respects i mean it was heightened above like what really happened but thematically and emotionally he gets his point across loud and clear so i have to give a best picture nice i know i've given a lot of awards to wrath of god but this should probably be a clean sweep that apocalypse now is the better picture Mm -hmm. overall Mm -hmm. it's just more well put together it's um had a screenplay had a storyboard like it's well (laughs) shot Mm -hmm. it's extremely well acted um it's just it has more depth to it like you said i think it it um references heart of darkness better than wrath of god does um if you're looking for that connection um i think it probably uh they both they both offer up their own look take on you know the descent into madness and the the, you know that river journey into the heart of darkness but I, i think apocalypse now is just in a weird way, the more enjoyable film to watch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though it's difficult in its own right. Um, Wrath of God was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Um, like I said, it did have some beautiful shots. The acting from Kinski was good, um, but it's uh, can be a bit of a trek to get through. Whereas Apocalypse Now, there's always something really intriguing to watch, and, and, and it, it's just a better overall story. So. Easy yeah. one for me there, though. The best yeah. picture. Yeah, I'll second that for sure. I watched Wrath of God first mm-hmm. um, before I watched Apocalypse, and it's when you do it in that order, there's a there's something to be said for the way for the method that they did there, and they, they got something great out of it <clears throat> with that minimalist approach. But I do think if you watch one and then the other, Apocalypse is a pretty obvious step up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Nice. I, I just want to say, usually um, <clears throat> I've done a lot of these versus episodes and there's always been some balance of course there's always been one that comes out more points ahead but uh, again in my defense i have never done a versus where it was so one-sided mm-hmm. <laughs> like i like, i got the point of both these movies being compared but to me it was just night and day in quality and production but uh right all right we're going to take a little bit break uh we will count the golden idols and we will be back with the results I love the smell of napalm in the morning. All right, we are back. Uh, <clears throat> after counting the Golden Idols, uh, pretty pretty fucking clear Apocalypse Now is the winner. Does it deserve Pantheon? I do feel that, yes, it deserves Pantheon. Um, as I mentioned countless times before, just the vision that Coppola was able to get across uh, on film, the way every element was top-notch, the sound, the acting, the writing, the use of music, um, just everything. Scenery, cinematography, beautiful top to bottom. It's an important film. It's a unique film and just the way it shows reality as well as just this 
actual reality versus heightened reality. So it definitely gets Pantheon for me. Right on. Wayne, I assume yours is a straightforward oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, why don't we have Chase go so he doesn't have the final <laughs> intense decision of whether he goes to Pantheon or not? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think uh, I think it checks all the boxes. I think it's one that you can revisit, you can look at through different lenses, through different sort of have a different critical eye. And, uh, you know, even viewing it years apart, I had just different thoughts about different things, but I'm, I'm sold. That's a Pantheon movie for sure. Gotcha. Um, this is a tough one for me. Um, I don't know what Kyle. I'll said. shoot you, and then talk? I'll shoot myself. If no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say Pantheon, uh, I don't. What did Kyle say? We we're going to talk about Kyle. I was going to talk about him afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if his was like a hard no. I don't remember. Um, it Apocalypse Now is a great movie. It doesn't immediately jump out into my mind as it being a Pantheon movie. But I will honor it enough to kick it up. Because yes. I think it is a strong, strong contender. Right what on. keeps and, it from being a hard yes for you? Um, I don't know. It might just be one of those ones where, for me, when I watch it, it, it doesn't maybe resonate as deeply with me right. or something um there, there's some parts where it's a little trickier to get through yeah yeah for me. it's a little bit of a slog i'm not yeah, gonna lie but it, it's it, just so it, different from other vietnam movies right? yeah it is like it's not yeah. Platoon. that's what makes it so yeah. fucking great yeah, yeah. it's, it's it, not platoon it's not some of no, these other it's not films, heavy so like, necessarily it's actually great <laughs> you know that that charlie can surf or Charlie, Charlie, Charlie can't surf. surf. Yeah. yeah, it's like when I, I remember watching that when I was younger, and I was like, "This isn't a war movie." Yeah, you're what, not. What are they fucking doing? This is stupid. <laughs> the Vietnam War is almost ancillary. In this yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. But then after revisiting it 10, 15, 20 years later, it's like I love that scene because it is so fucking different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it 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 does have a different take on Vietnam. Like you said, it is a setting for it, and mm -hmm. not the story itself. It's the best um, hitman movie. <laughs> We'll leave that at that. <laughs> uh, you're not even supposed to be in this. You're, yeah, no, you're in, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm out. I'm you're out. Captain Periphery I'm, here I'm today. <clears throat> so yes, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it up. I, I mean, I'm not inclined to say like my vote will change. I think it's probably going to be a yes for me. I'll watch it again. Right on. Um, but it's it's such a strong, iconic film. It, it it's so well made. I can't like we've talked about it endlessly. The the difficulties in making both of these films. So. That alone is impressive, so I'm going to say yes to kick it up. Good answer. I don't there have to shoot is. you or myself. Exactly. Uh, for those who right. don't know, on, uh, the Pantheon is where we put the best movies ever made, uh, House of the Gods. Now, uh, during the, the uh, war movie uh, marathon done much earlier, uh, Apocalypse Now won, but was blocked by Kyle. Uh, honestly, I... I I'm not going to pull a Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I My opinion on, on why... or. I think he was wrong, but I don't know what his why his reasoning was to say no. Yeah. Maybe he felt there's a better war movie. Maybe he just, for whatever reason, thought this movie was a piece of shit. What have you? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So that's that's really my only opinion on that. Um, any of you guys have any other opinions? The only thing I can think of is like Marshall was saying, it's not a movie you can just sit down and watch. It's yeah. kind of a slog to get through. Mm -hmm. And we we've had other movies like that before. We've had 2001: A Space yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. We've yeah. had Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, they're just a lot of they're. Their experiences. They, their experiences, yeah. I mean, they're uh, they're not exactly classic, typical entertainment. 
Yeah. Um, but you can't deny the achievement that the directors put forth. Yeah. So, so, yeah. If I had a critique, that'd be it. Just the the. <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's weird to say that it's hard to get through because it is entertaining. I don't know if it is just the length or the fact that they deal with so many kind of disparate like like ideas and themes that they go through. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot going on there sometimes, which like might make it seem more weighty yeah. the way it does. You know, but uh, all in all, I think it's super worthwhile to anybody to watch, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we're going for, right? Mm-hmm. Right on. <laughs> Did you think this was a good versus? Oh yeah, yes, that was a yes, really good versus. Yes. Yeah, they paired up really, well. really well. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they both take kind of references from Heart of Darkness. That's where they got. Well, you their guys start obviously in. know I loved Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and so I didn't want to put something that was just a safe bet that you guys would come in here mm-hmm. and just be like, "Yeah, Apocalypse Now is Pantheon. We're done." Brad got his way. Yeah. I really wanted <laughs> well, to put it up against a contender. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is probably yeah, the best contender? Well, it's a really good one. Um, honestly, after it, if I hadn't okay, like I, I'd never watched it before, but uh, just looking at IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, I my my immediate thought would have been. Oh, and it was too. Hell yes, this is a great. You know, the scores are close, high ratings, uh, great reputations. Of course, after watching them, Coppola versus uh, Herzog. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> Kinski versus yeah. fucking Brando. Yeah, it was uh, upon you know just looking at the two side by side, online or what have you. Uh, yes, definitely a great versus. After watching them, though, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Well, Matt? Uh, I think thematically, like how you're going with the films based of Heart and Darkness and just how they borrow elements from that, it worked really well. And like I said, the claim for both films and their reputation. So I think in that sense, yeah, it really was. I do think that Apocalypse Now outmatched um, Wrath of God, but then again, that's just my opinion too. So mm. Good opinion. Uh, yeah. Well, for mine, I mean, I think I had 11 golden idols for Apocalypse Now and six for Wrath of God, so it was closer for me. Because I thought Wrath of God did do a lot of things well. Um, like we've said, they both stem from Heart of Darkness, but I think Apocalypse Now mirrors it better, the story of that. Um, and obviously, when you have like a $30 million budget and a $300,000 budget, you're going to see that visually. Um, but I think because they're both... And, and because uh, Apocalypse Now is inspired in part by Wrath yeah. of God, I think it makes yeah. for a... a, a warranted verses that that Coppola got some influences from this and so it's worth seeing well who did it better in that sense but but I think the clear winner technically uh, at some points visually is Apocalypse Now this is one of your bucket list films right yeah yeah I'd had this suggested to me a few uh, that's Wrath of God I'd had it suggested to me several times and and even once recently, when you had first told me that you were doing this versus, which made me super excited and want to jump in on it, and uh, I think it's like a really worthwhile versus to do, um, even though there's a pretty clear consensus among us at least that yeah. one film is is superior. I think. Um, oh damn it! I lost my train of thought. No, uh, I do it all the time. But, I don't um, know that. <laughs> uh, oh, the, I was gonna say the fact that that. Uh, these two movies are like intrinsically linked, even though they're set half a world apart, mm-hmm. hundreds of years apart, completely different cast, um, sort of different scenarios. You can see the thematic ties between <clears throat> the two, and it's it's really worthwhile to look at them uh, up against one another. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, before we wrap this up, are there any final comments? Or no, no I'm good. Yeah. I think Marshall, we're good. Watch this movie and send yeah. us money. <laughs> okay. That's nice. a good thought. <laughs> All right, uh, you've been listening to Criticism at its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, stay savage.
Nice. All right. Well, that's all of yeah. That's it for us. Uh, you've been listening to Criticism at its final hour. Until next time, my good people, stay sausage. <laughs> that's what it fucking says, Brad. That's what it we fucking wanna, says. We might want to do, do that again. And let, <laughs> we let didn't go around. Close out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll we edit this out. Okay. Go ahead and say savage. Say savage. Okay. Say sausage. Say sausage. <laughs> say sausage. <laughs> that's what maybe, you should, maybe you should uh, say that in your head first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's even makes sense. Coming from you, it yeah, does. <laughs> it's, it's, like, I don't get the reference, but it's Brad, so uh, I'm sure it works. It's too late. I'm staying soft. <laughs> 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 yeah, one, All right. two. All right. Uh, you've been listening to Criticism at its finest hour. Until then, my good people, st- I fucked it up again. Yeah, but well, we got to go to Matt anyway. anyway for okay. Any okay. final comments? Are there any final comments? Hey, okay, on- one, two.